my fellow Westorians, it is time for another preview episode. Spoiler-filled fun times Saturday afternoon. Well, maybe not Saturday afternoon for you, but it's Saturday afternoon when we're live recording this. We are making predictions for the next episode, talking spoilers, things from Fire and Blood, things we missed on Monday, occasionally things from the interviews and behind the scenes. Today... To help us break all this down, discuss it, and have a lot of good times, are our friends, half of Direwolf City. We've got a whole half city on as <laughs> today. How are y'all doing? We got Alicia and Ara. What's going on, y'all? Hey, I'm geeking out right now, and I'm trying so hard to keep my dignity intact without fan-curling too much, but thank you so much for having us on. Right on. Hey, Ara, how you doing? Yeah. To, I would say echo Alicia's sentiments. It's such a pleasure to have you guys like invite us to your home for today. <laughs> I know for me and Alicia, like you guys are pioneers in this. I, if oh, you know, thanks. if I can be so bold to say that you guys have been doing this for quite a long time. <laughs> I know both of us have listened to you guys for years, so this is really exciting to actually like be on the other side. With That's you. so cool. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for saying that. We appreciate it. And y'all are streaming right after us on Mondays. It's pretty perfect. Some of y'all have heard us say, hey, now that we're done, head on over to Direwolf City. That's 8.30 Eastern on Mondays. And tell us about like what y'all do and, and your other the other half of your squad as well while we're at it. Yeah, so um, Monday nights at 8.30 Eastern, we have our you know episode after shows. We also have another podcast that we do called Preposterous AF, which we've been getting a lot of questions about. Nice. Be on the lookout for announcements soon. What's the deal with Preposterous AF? I've, I've checked it out, but I think a lot of folks out here need an explanation. Yeah, Alicia. Preposterous, <laughs> Preposterous AF is our separate podcast. We do make a Song of Ice and Fire references now and again, but it's more um, unsolved on more unexplained crazy stories more than anything and we kind of put a humorous spin on it because some of the stories that are presented are preposterous <laughs> that's awesome yeah so. fantastic i love it. that's a great idea that's a really good name too <laughs> caught my attention when you all first dropped it's like that's a good name for for that show <laughs> so i'm curious uh what's y'all's uh spoiler policy for monday um streams are you guys doing like a mixed thing or what for our listeners who are curious last this this past monday was the first time we've ever really delved into spoilers but we purposefully waited until we reviewed the whole episode okay okay oh yeah so So i've been trying really hard not to yeah Yeah. Yeah. we were we were letting the spoilers fly a lot (laughs) (laughs) in the first few episodes but we did have a lot of like um more of our more casual viewers kind of ask us to reel it back yeah for them we've kind of just been pushing it towards the end of that that makes sense yeah that's a good way to do it that's what we did for the first number of years and i mean now we do two episodes a week so we split it but we did a first half or first two-thirds spoilery before uh um, it's a good model yeah for sure so yeah, you can y'all can catch us on as well on Mondays at six, right before Direwolf City, the old back to back. And if you watch later, you can always catch the replays as well on YouTube or on Spotify. And the podcast versions will drop a little while after that. And it's kind of the opposite of our regular streams where the podcast version drops first. But hey, different things, different times. You can always get those podcast versions after on Spotify or Amazon Music or iTunes or anywhere you catch podcasts. 
Looks like we got a super chat from Maura Lee here saying, For Aziz, our Queen of Shea, and your fabulous guests, love you guys. Sorry, love, love you guys and your channel. Appreciate it, Maura. We'll see if we can get some cat action in this one for you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> see if they're around. <laughs> what the people want <laughs> that's right that's what the cats want that's too. what alicia specifically requested before the episode it's what this one, that Come on, <laughs> well let's let's get to it. we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about we'll start with something from a couple things from the last episode mostly we'll focus on the coming episode and it's going to be exciting because this is the last episode before the time jump y'all T- something like a 10-year time jump which is unprecedented for a game of thrones show heck for most shows don't have 10-year time jumps a few of them do but it's a it's a strange thing to think about, especially with trailers. We can kind of isolate things and be like, well, there's Millie Alcock in a trailer scene. That's got to be this episode. We haven't seen it yet. Got to narrow things down that way. And so that makes things really interesting. So we, we're going to talk about that. That'll be a lot of fun. But let's back up to Storm's End first. I was wondering, did y'all interpret this Gerald uh, Bracken? Oh, wait. I just want to say real quick, everyone... Yeah. Uh, Never mind. It's very clear. It's very clear. Like this is very spoilery stream. It says so. I just I've, we've gotten some comments from people. I'm like, y'all, be aware. We're about to spoil a bunch of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So the death of Gerald there by itself is was mostly just kind of a fun moment. It was as fun as someone being stabbed can be. But <laughs> I wonder if it... it's a bracken being stabbed. It can be decently fun. But they're still children. Yeah. I wonder if it's meant to be a little portentous because this is Storm's End. We thought maybe they were setting up. Boros Baratheon rejecting Rhaenyra later and switching sides like he was going to piss like she was going to be piss him off here or something but he wasn't anywhere to be seen so that's clearly not relevant but <laughs> the death of Luke is going to happen at Storm's End probably episode 10 probably one of the last things that happens this season so basically they're showing that Storm's End is where shit goes down <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so that was that's kind of interesting as well as just this idea that first of all his name is Willem, and I'm disappointed in myself for not thinking of the nickname Billy the Kid ahead of time, but better late than never. So he's Billy the Kid. That's that's his name. I've decided. <laughs> so they're not Amos and Samwell? No. no. Apparently they're elsewhere. They haven't been, like, erased. <sighs> so, yeah, I can, I can say that I did reach out and ask about it, and it's one of those situations where they cast him as Willem Blackwood thinking that if they can't recast this person later then the, it, it it helps it's like a Beric Dondarrion season one situation where they don't want to have to like recast someone because they can't get them later so make a family member anyways there's stuff that went on behind the scenes in terms of the, how to cast it um, but probably this is not a replacement for Sam unless Willem is very popular, which he is and can come back. So they have left themselves open to where this can be Sam's brother making this bloody Ben's uncle, or this can be instead of Sam Blackwood, we have Willem Blackwood. It's my understanding of the situation that it isn't actually nailed down until season two. Yeah, they they, they wrote themselves in the room. Yeah. Hmm. I deeply appreciate the attention to detail like that. Like you can see Ryan Condal is blowing kisses to both (laughs) left and right in every single episode, so I'm here for it. Hell yeah. And blowing wind, that was apparently, if you all watched the behind the scenes, that's why that scene was so windy. (laughs) Because they wanted it to be like Storm's End, where the wind would be blowing off of Shipbreaker Bay. It's supposed to be windy, so... Good job, showrunners there as well. Yes, yeah, so but this sets up really well the idea that like later on, Gerald Bracken's, I guess, brother Amos is going to kill a Blackwood in turn. And so I think this is like pretty cool to set that later up. Yeah. It's it's kind of ominous. Like Rhaenyra walks away 
kind of like what her dad would do. It's not something new. This is how she's been raised to rule, like, just to say meh when people are acting out. She's like, yeah, it's not my problem. Probably not the best way to rule, though. Like her father, a lot of things are just kind of require more attention that he mostly just kind of leaves them and lets them play out, and that has bad results sometimes. But uh, so I That's wonder, actually... yeah, what do y'all think about that? Sorry, I will get better at interrupting. No, no, so you're right. I, I, I do think I do think that's actually foreshadowed. Like that whole um, audience room and storms end is foreshadowing not only for Lucaris but also Rhaenyra's six month rule when she does take the Iron Throne. Um, part of what went so wrong with her reign was her saying "meh" and just taking an apathetic approach to things while people around her are running amok and kind of ruining the realm. That's a great tag. Yeah, I, I think it's that's kind of what we were looking for with that. I didn't catch it the first time, but thinking about it during the week, it kind of feels like that. She's just like, yeah, like a good leader would be like, no, don't do not do that. Stop fighting, especially don't fight over me, you know, not like that. But she's just like, eh, I don't care. Which, yeah, like Honestly, her dad would do that too. <laughs> I kind of thought of Bobby B's voice ringing in my head. Uh, uh, stop this madness in the name of your king. I was like, that's what you should have did right there. Yeah. That would have been nice. That would have been a boss move for sure, yeah. <laughs> so, un, 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 she's a, But she didn't want to. She's like, eh, I'm out of here. <laughs> she's a teenager. I, I do love the nuance that she means well as well as she can mean, but the bottom line is she is still entitled. Yeah. yeah, she is definitely entitled. She has she's very naive. Like her conversation with Kristen Cole, like a couple episodes ago, she's like, well, you got how nice to have a choice and all this other stuff. And you're like, yeah, you're only looking at the things you don't have, <laughs> not looking at the things you do have that no one else has. So yeah, she's uh, yeah, classic, classic privilege there. So, yeah, it's kind of like the tournament, the way that people just were started fighting and everyone's like, ah, people are fighting. Ah, OK, then go ahead. So, but they have done a really good job at making her like, yeah, she is a very privileged princess in a in a pseudo medieval time, but she's still a relatable teen figure to me. Yeah, like with mm-hmm. like a, I mean, we've talked about it um, a bunch already, but just little things like her listening to music, like the like little things like that, go a long way. Yeah, um, with making a character relatable. Listening to a song over and over. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, well, with your favorite yeah. book. Yeah, your book. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> nice things like that. The mumbling in the carriage and her uh, dad being like, "What?" and then her being. Like I said, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> heart. I felt her. <laughs> and Millie Alcox doing such a good job of that too. Yeah, <laughs> she uh. so of course, obviously, like Ashea said, this sets up more Bracken Blackwood action coming later, which we do, which we did know, and is pretty predictable um, <laughs> in this world. We're like, yeah, the Brackens and Blackwoods will fight, and, and and it's also that's that's a great point too. If any house is going to fight, they're they're the symbol of. Two houses that you gotta handle. <laughs> it's like if you're gonna rule, yes. this is be aware of these two over here. As you're telling, like when one ruler passes the torch to another, like here's the little things you gotta keep an eye on. Like this, these two mm-hmm. right here, <laughs> watch out for them. Mm-hmm. And especially and for no kids. damn reason, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. Uh, so, uh, moving on, a couple other little things before we get to the new episode. Helena's crying. Uh, we didn't talk about that on Monday because that's all foreshadowing. Just the bouncing baby crying like, oh boy, this is gonna, this is gonna make. Crying in front of a window. Yeah, crying in front of a window. Cause, you know, the jump, she's gonna jump eventually, apparently. That probably won't be till season three, but I don't know. Uh, her life, she's gonna make, she's gonna give Catelyn a run for her money for sad mother tragedies. Oh, yeah. 
And yeah, and of course, Allison will mm-hmm. <laughs> will have her share too. It ain't good. It's not good. That's not something I'm looking forward to, but it's coming. <laughs> Any thoughts on that, y'all? So, or is it just like sad? <laughs> do, do you two hold the perspective that she actually jumped, or do you make room oh, for yeah. maybe she was also pushed? See, I was gonna bring that up to Aziz when he just said it as if it was fact. I was like, we don't know for sure what happened there. I kind of lean towards thinking that she did jump because things were mm-hmm. pretty rougher. Like that's not unreasonable. The idea that she would would do that, but I, mm-hmm. I would not have said it as confidently as Aziz. Like, oh, she jumped. I would have definitely been like. Helena's killed with the wind. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have yeah. been confident. I, I didn't mean to express that version confidently. Just that she's going out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think one way or another. One way or another. <laughs> but I wouldn't say I feel strongly as in like I would be disappointed if it went one way or another. Like yeah. I, I don't like. There's some things where I'm like, man, I really hope it goes this way, but I don't feel strongly. Do either of you feel strongly on that? Um, just refreshing my memory here. That is post Maylor. Yeah, correct? exactly. <laughs> I, then yeah, I, she's I lost think both she, her sons. By yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad. Yeah, I think she probably tormented herself, if you will. Yeah. Um, however, her daughter, I definitely think was pushed. That, okay. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. 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 Because she's more of like an heir. She's part and of. Like the, it's a little like, like a child. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so yeah. much more yeah. unlikely for that to ha- for that to be the case. Absolutely. Yeah, that That's a good point. Too. Um. And I would personally say it's 50 50. Okay, yeah, I yeah. don't have a strong yeah. because it's so plausible one way or another. Yeah. In, yeah. in multiple perspectives. Yeah. yeah. When you have that kind of loss in your life, you can't put that, you can't mm-hmm. just ignore that possibility for sure. Plus, the, there's a bunch of scheming bastages around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's both things possible. <laughs> now, one of the things we did mm-hmm. point out without directly pointing out what it meant, we just gave a, if you know, you know, to the rats in. Valerian skull, which was a blood and cheese reference, almost certainly. What I missed, though, was there's also a rat on Allison's bedpost, which is just mm-hmm. right there with it. I didn't see that one, so that just goes right along there with it. And mm. yikes, all this fits together. <laughs> so it's woo. people need uh, to cool it with the blood and cheese references on Twitter. Stop bringing <laughs> it up, y'all, because like everyone is so keyed in. As soon as they in- hear the names, everyone's just gonna know at this point. It's uh, I'm like shh. People are so giddy. I think about we it. might have actually seen blood already. Oh, really? really? I think that um, City Watch guard that's like super close to Damon. Oh, I forgot wow. what they named him, yeah. but we see him a few times. I think it might be him. Yeah, his name was like Captain Something. I thought it was going to be Breakbones, and, and then it was going to make shrink things or make it. But yeah, I think you're. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, that could be him. It's actually, gonna I be something be like Captain Lord. Sanguine or something. <laughs> Sanguine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I was going to talk about this later, but we've gotten new information on it, and it fits in with the, some foreshadowing and health issues. So let's talk about Viserys's declining health and, and how some reveals came out this week. Patty Considine talked about having some form of leprosy, which is uh. like, what? <laughs> Apparently, it's not the kind that you can transmit because Allison would have gotten it by now so good that it's not the kind that can be passed (laughs) but 
there was a, a new shot from an upcoming episode where he's going to have a mask. Apparently, yeah, it's I didn't. So I did not bad. grab that shot because I don't want to look at that shot again. It was really scary <laughs> looking, but he's got like the Crusader Kings two style mask on and, his like, face. Phantom of the Opera type, <laughs> yeah. but it's fancier. Yeah. It's like gold. And he's or like balded. Like and, and, yeah, just... you'll see when it comes, but I don't want to look at that for a second more than I have to. But we uh, do have in this. this world, uh, what's that? I was going to say, is this where all the eyes wide shut references oh. come from? <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I kind of um, was getting a lot of Henry the Fourth vibes, mm. Henry Bolingbroke, yeah. who died of some weird form of like a skin disease. There, they just say leprosy because back then, obviously, they didn't they didn't have the science to figure out what exactly caused it. But essentially, just caused his body to just get disfigured over like a course of like eight years, mm. and like he had bouts where it just got really bad, and it calmed down, and then kept doing that. And you know, George loves his little English history nods, so I'm assuming this might tie into that. It's also a reminder of Kingdom of Heaven. If y'all saw Kingdom of Heaven, the King Baldwin is mm. the leper king, and he's only where you only ever see him in a mask. He makes that one guy kiss his feet and hands because he's he's done awful things, and his hands are all covered in sores. It's that mm. guy Brendan Gleeson, yeah, yeah, from from Braveheart and and so many things. So yeah, yeah, he's like isn't Orlando Bloom in that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, is. Yeah, he is. He's, yeah. he's the main dude. <laughs> <laughs> they they made they, yeah. Baldrick or Bald something. Yeah, I forget his name. King Baldwin the Fourth here. Yeah. No, I'm um, thinking of. Uh, oh, the I'm actual of name Legolas of Orlando. Yeah. Name. yeah, Baldwin's the king. Yeah. Well, I said Legolas. Yeah, <laughs> Legolas is who he is. He's Legolas. Yeah. <laughs> no, he is. He, he, he is. does shoot a bow once or twice in the movie. <laughs> but speaking of, it made, it made me think ahead though even more. Viserys, as bad as he looks, as gross as he looks, with all his diseases and his missing his fingers, Aegon the Second's going to make him look like a healthy man with a minor hangnail problem. <laughs> His own son with his burns and everything. The, the metal melted into his flesh from the dragon fire. Are we going to have to see him with Helena looking like that, too? Is that going to be just the same? Oh, jeez. I don't I personally don't think so because he doesn't seem to have much interest in her, from mm-hmm. at least from what we get from fire and blood. Mm-hmm. He so, seems like, all right, I'm just going to couple with her coupling <laughs> like an egg on the fourth day, so we'll be, maybe we'll see him with a lover yeah. though still as he just wants Probably. to see Aegon looking messed up getting down and dirty is what i've taken from this so don't disappoint him <laughs> they need love too well they have him looking like timothy chalamet at first so he's, there's i can only go down from there <laughs> so, yeah. someone said something like Never mind, so off track. Never mind. <laughs> anyway. Um, but then we did get our first but, look at, at teen Aegon there uh, just, just yesterday. His hair is big. Looking like a little poo-poo head. Yeah. But, I was going to say, he looks, he looks nice. And we have, like, similar wigs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all do have matching wigs. That's true. But, but, weren't all of waves. His, but weren't all of his children conceived and delivered before he became yeah. impotent from I, the burns. I think so. I yeah. think I don't know if he okay. became impotent from the burns. I think he, he became I think he might have still been able to do it after the burn, but he couldn't do it after his fall. Because he gets the two he gets the two <laughs> massive injuries. It's That's like jeez. Okay. <laughs> Um, he might and, not be able to also, after the first one. I'm just, I'm, he definitely can after the second one. I'm not sure. Isn't he spirited away for a really long time yeah. after his first injury? Yeah, no, we're not going to get okay. a whole lot of him at all until the end, I guess. Like he'll be yeah. real brief. It'll also yeah. be Amond. I think will be the the main. The main. They might kind of find a way to. Yeah. Yeah. Without ruining the, like 
there'll be a void of mystery that's filled, you know, because you know what Aegon's up to, but something tells me they'll find a way to fill that void with something that's still interesting. But because he's yeah. spirited away pretty quickly after his first injury, his burns, I don't think we'll really get Helena yeah. and burned. I just, I, I just can't get over you using the word spirited away for Aegon. I'm like picturing him as like the protagonist of Spirited Away, the movie. Uh, yeah, that's a good point about him and Helena. If he's just off screen recovering, there won't be much time for much else. And we might see Laurie Strong kind of represent what's going on with Aegon rather than actually seeing him. I would love to see mm-hmm. Helena just like living a better life without Aegon too around. <laughs> just a She's while like, before ah, things start to really things are great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't miss him just so much. With her mom. Yeah. I don't think we'll get that. No, I think she'll Blood probably Jesus. be upset. Blood Jesus is probably going to yeah. be like the first episode next year. <laughs> yeah, not much time for Helena yeah. to be happy. Oh, that'll probably be how they open up season two with a bang. Yeah, so. that's our theory, yeah. our running theory. Because we think Vagar mm-hmm. Arax is like one of the last things, and then that could, that's, yeah. the, that's the revenge for it. So. Yeah, dragon on <laughs> yeah. dragon action. Yeah, Aegon yeah. is my best guess was no later than episode two of season yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, I agree, totally yeah. agree there. Uh, so yes, yeah, so a lot of these characters defined by tragedy. I'm also really wondering how Aemon and Aegon will interact with each other. That's not in the book a lot. Like their their person, their interactions, brotherly interactions, really aren't brought up very much. It's mostly just them feuding with the other with the Strongs, <laughs> the the you know, Rhaenyra's kids. So. That's uh, that's mostly what we get from Fire and Blood. So I think they'll, they might flesh that out a little more, showing them get close to Kristen Cole or whatever, however that goes. But that's that's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Let's uh, let's yeah. bring it back to to uh, current times and talk mm. about what's happening in episode four. Current past times. Yeah, current past times. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot we got a lot of good trailer shots. We'll take care of during this one. Let's start with the veil. This is a simpleish. Okay. Simple-ish one, as far as it should be shorter than the whole wedding, which will probably dominate the episode. Okay. The veil. For obvious reasons. The veil. Let's pull up a few shots of this. We got... Okay, so we know Damon is going to kill Rhea. That's not in Fire and Blood, but in Fire and Blood, it's listed as she had an accident and it changed history. I'm cool with this change because it looks kind of deus ex machina for her just to die, right? For no reason. Like, oh, that just that's convenient for Damon. Uh, on the other hand, it makes Damon a little more uber like he's just this murdering guy that goes around everywhere i don't i don't suppose that's a and big change to be clear he is a murderer. I mean. we see this <laughs> shot of Rhea and um her uncle royce or relative royce and relative with, royce Rhea yeah. royce and relative, <laughs> relative. <Royce. laughs> of runestone yeah. and, and so but we also see in the trailer this shot that i pulled up of damon with a, a hood on and he is clearly in the same valley the same veiled valley with the green background so that so that's why we are confident that this isn't just happening without Damon around and there's a shot of the horse being like her horse going yeah, over see, going and there's over. a person there I like the idea that he oh I do see him there I yeah, see he's him just right standing there. right there yeah, yeah. See, he <laughs> just scared her face, he didn't mean to oh, kill her he didn't mean in the background <laughs> surprise <laughs> yeah he was trying to surprise her he's like I'm home and she's like oh no and then she dies <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> I would actually I do legitimately th- love that if it was like an accident. <laughs> like, hey, hey, baby, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear I, I didn't kill her. Though, I really yeah. didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, though, like they'll kind of leave it ambiguous, like oh. some of Damon's worst acts. That seems to be both a pattern in the books and in the show so far, oh. like a little bit up to interpretation because it always in the books, it talks about how Damon was 
a villain to some, a hero to others. So I think Condal's going to stay true to that. Yeah, and I think it is very possible to play that scene that we see in a way that it, it could be an accident, that it could not. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just looking at that shot. Like, I know we're laughing at the idea, but the idea that he startles her horror. You know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's, I'm reading too possible. much. Or maybe it's a little bit of an accident. Yeah. Like, I, I was, I would <laughs> like it. What's that, Ara? And it kind of looked like uh, when her horse is rearing back a little bit, it kind of looks like she had like maybe a sword or something in her hand. Is that a bow? I think it's her bow. But yeah, yeah she does have her, her, her bow and she's got like a, she's been hunting and she's got a pheasant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she's, I, I, she, Harwin Strong would approve of Rhea Royce. <laughs> more, a- uh, more proof that that runic armor does not protect the wearer from harm entirely. <laughs> But, the ADHD person in me, I watched that scene, and my very first thought wasn't, oh, that's Rhea dying in the bail. It was, God, I wonder how the stunt woman did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, yeah, you got to be good at horses. Like, remember when uh, Podrick in the original Game of Thrones was making it look like he yeah. wasn't good at riding mm-hmm. horses? Like, actually, he's really good at riding horses. It makes <laughs> that's me you make think him of look bad. <laughs> in the, the tourney episode in, in episode one, um, yeah. uh, they, they showed the behind the scenes of like them on like, uh, flying off the horses and how they did that <coughs> is super impressive. impressive. Yeah, how do you do yeah. that? Jeez. I agree. Shout out to the stunt people. So that armor looks super cool. I've never felt... I've never felt more like a teenage boy staring at a woman's chest. Like, <laughs> As not, I zoom in, yeah, on her it's chest. like I've never—I swear I've never stared at a woman's chest that long without. And then, no, really, I was looking at her shirt. Like you've heard that. Like, it's like no, I was looking at your shirt. I really was looking at her shirt. <laughs> but that is super cool. I mean, you y'all get it. Like that is badass. This is what we yeah. wanted. This is the kind of detail we are like. Yes, that's cool. I, I guess David J. Peterson did that. I mean, didn't draw it himself, but came up with those that script but yeah i'll be curious to hear him talk about that yeah maybe we'll have to ask him about that any so any thoughts on on this royce situation y'all like is this is this do y'all think this is gonna happen first because i think we see the royce uncle at the wedding maybe he's going there to complain I, yeah <laughs> i personally think it's gonna happen early since we do see damon at the wedding and i feel like the only way he'd be able to be allowed back at the wedding is if she was already gone ah uh. Maybe that's part of it. Like, my wife is gone. I need to get remarried. Like, you said to go back to the veil of my wife. My wife's dead. Uh, uh, Come on now. uh, Oh, Uh, and remember in canon, he gets kicked out of the veil. He goes there and is like, I get her lands. And they're like, get the hell out of here. He's like, like, Mm -hmm. hey, brother, I had to leave. They kicked me out. So, Uh, yeah, maybe that's it. (laughs) Could be something as simple as that. It's not that he got permission to come back. He got kicked out of other place. Yeah. (laughs) Where am I to go? (laughs) I guess I'll go to the wedding and find myself a new wife. Hmm. Yeah. And I can totally see Viserys being a sucker for that because I, I, I know y'all don't get into astrology on this podcast, but Viserys is a big Libra to me. <laughs> so super indecisive. Nice. <laughs> super indecisive. What if? Go ahead. I was going to say a quick, quick thought. What if Damon purposely? kills Rhea so he can try to actually marry Rhaenyra now that he doesn't have a wife but then finds out oh she's been betrothed to Laenor and he's like well (laughs) then he sees then he spies Lena and he's like like, oh actually well (laughs) I wonder if that's gonna happen like he just all of a sudden he just his he does a double take he's like Hello. <laughs> like, yeah, and if she's, you know, if she arrives on Vagar, I think that would be enough to grab his attention. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll drag Do you think Damon actually? 
do y'all think Damon actually cared about Lena? Because the romantic in me mm. kind of thinks that he did. I think he I did. Think, I think he cared think about he her. Uh, I do. I do. Like touring around like tight. and having the kids. And... Yeah. I, I would yeah. say I think mm. that he cared. I don't think that... and I, But I also don't think that he goes to this wedding thinking about her at all. I think I think she really mm-hmm. is truly off of his radar right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think maybe it dawns on him that she's like, oh, a she's, worthy she's, in his mind. She's yeah. a dragon rider and has the bloodline, There's but like, also has of age. closeness to the... Maybe is a stepping stepping stone to the to rising higher for him for his ambitions as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he might actually like that. Yeah, <laughs> and Viserys is going to think that, like you're saying, Viserys is being so indecisive. One of the reasons he's so indecisive is he finds reasons to be happy again. He finds reasons to make it all look okay. He, he, he's good at looking at the bright side, even when he shouldn't. Maybe is a a flatter, more flattering way to put it. <laughs> but it, but remember in Fire and Blood he. he it's later, after they have kids, after Bale and Rain are born, but he's like, oh, my brother will have changed. He's a father now. <laughs> maybe maybe Damon will fool him into thinking he's mourning for Rhea or something silly like that. I'm silly meaning we will know we will know how <laughs> dishonest that is. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we'll see. Hmm. I always wish there was some sort of... Um when you read the books, some sort of disembodied Ron Howard voice, like in the rest of development, that's like, maybe Damon will have changed. And Ron Howard's like, he did it. <laughs> he did not change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be so perfect. Arrested Damon development. Yes. <laughs> hmm. So Driftmark, let's move on to Driftmark unless you'll have any other thoughts about the veil. I think I'm good. I'm, I will say I'm super curious if Rhea is going to clash and not get along with Damon because she's very holier than thou, first man type of lady, or if she's like cool. Like I, I'm curious if she's like religious and 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 severe, or if she is is just too cool for Damon. I guess I'm I'm super curious just what her personality will be because there's a lot of ways they could go. She could be like Alicent, which would make it straightforward, like she's religious and and rules following woman or whatever. Yeah, like that's my. It was always been my impression, but then I see this cool like fighter. Yes, Alicia. <laughs> I think she just has no interest in him, oh and God. that is what bugs him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she feels strongly one way or another, yeah, and he's one. the youngest child, so he's like, <laughs> "What?" You know, don't, not I think that's what it is. That's a great way to, yeah, so. that would bother him. <laughs> just I don't have time for your BS. Like, just treats him like a child, and it's like, "How dare you?" Yeah, but you really kind of are a child, just a dang- <laughs> very, very dangerous one. <laughs> 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 that's a great idea yeah like I, one idea i had was that okay the the royces are the seat of first men culture and the veil but the veil is also a very like seven nobility the 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 seat of the end all nobility there so they might have a lot of like propriety and proper behavior kind of stuff going on like we do things by the book here especially if you're a woman ruler in a male society you gotta that's, avoid all those that's the impression i had but then you see her in armor hunting and I, yeah. i'm like oh maybe she's not such a, a, yeah. a severe religious woman as i thought maybe yeah, she's so a that, little it is interesting isn't complex it? Yeah. So, um, we'll see you're that's a good good point to bring up there yeah, guys what is her personality she might very well be one of those characters that that pulls off the one episode yet gets cosplayed a lot. Yeah. Character. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> oh, with that, that armor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 
like a, a brunette, a nice like short haired br- brunette woman wearing some armor. Like, yeah, she's gonna be popular. It's hair that a lot of people can do without a wig. Yeah, you know, that's, exactly. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so something anyway. tells me. Speaking of Libras, my wife Salsa Stark. She's gonna probably Ooh. cosplay. It. I will she say totally do that. that I am actually doing a cosplay group with Brit with Salsa Stark. She's doing Rhea Royce mm-hmm. uh, in our cosplay group, whereas I'm gonna do Mizari. We're doing a whole like House of the Dragon <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. I, just know. I was like, I need. We needed a Rhea Royce. And we've, we've got Elena. Beautiful, beautiful women nerding yes. out. Alicia, ca- uh, a casting okay. director position perhaps is in your future. Yeah, I know. You've got the eye for it. <laughs> <Who knows>? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm practically psychic. So, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so let's talk about Driftmark. Driftmark is going to look a lot cooler than the Veil, I'm thinking. The Veil is going to look pretty cool, but the Driftmark will probably put it to shame, uh, which is really something because the Veil is pretty beautiful. Uh, so the treasures, more sea snake treasures. Uh, my question in the document was, will we see more sea snake treasures? The answer is yes. Yeah. What the hell is that? This thing on screen, I found out what it is. It's this- like an ammonite, which is. Oh, wait, is that the thing with all the holes? Like, no, this is the, um, the big conch looking shell. The whole thing, the bar- barnacles is what we're calling the whole thing. Um, but yeah. Okay, cause that like sets off my like tryptophobia. I cannot do the little absolutely like, i know exactly yes <laughs> so this um, thing yeah this thing is these are real apparently i don't know if this, this one probably doesn't represent a real one but in prehistoric times these things did get like six foot long so this is probably about the, the size of a real one on earth would have been you know many millions of years ago so that's pretty sweet i, I think that looks awesome but it's such a strange thing to be sitting there it looks like it's is like is that something from the sea, or did, was that a manufactured item of gold and and lapis, or I don't know what that is? But you that's know, just so cool. I'm just gonna stare at it. What and, I do know is, is that I think this is a a cut scene from MTV's Cribs. <laughs> <laughs> Showing off. <laughs> yes, Alicia. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna keep raising my it's hand okay. for now because nice. if I don't raise my hand, I cut off at the most annoying moments. <laughs> um, I think that we are meant to really wonder about all this stuff because isn't one of the spinoffs that's slated yeah. a, yeah. Um, a I want to say spinoff, but part of the Germ yeah, successor universe. show <laughs> successor show. <laughs> yeah. So I can see just for now, just kind of wetting our appetite, leaving it in the unknown, and then yeah. get us interested like in the sea snake. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I did. Um, I believe it was in the interview he did with Tony, um, Steve Toussaint, after that place Corley's mentioned how he asked like. About the different objects and like a backstory for them. Mm, cool. Very cool. I thought was really interesting. Nice. Yeah, you know, we had so, um, we had asked Ryan Condal about we asked about Jaehaerys' throne because we had a little a little headcanon theory that Corlys had brought the throne back for Jaehaerys and was like a power behind the throne. And he said no, but I was so I wish I hadn't asked. Like, <laughs> we so I just kept, head, head kept it as my head cannon. I was really hoping that we were seeing some of that, but I. But then shortly afterwards, we can we we have continued to see more of Corlys's awesome loot from his travels. Yeah. Driftwood Throne isn't is is less fancy, but super awesome. It's got carvings on it. Like it's hard yeah. to make out what's on those carvings. There's definitely carvings there, and you yeah. wonder if like some of them are different piece planks from different things that were pieced together. Because obviously it's piecemeal like one arm is different than the other you know <laughs> but it's still it's it's funny that it it projects this majesty while also being kind of like a little bit janky you know because it's piece it's a bunch of different pieces but that's part of why it's so cool because it's like you, you imagine these this 
different pieces I mean, were taken from like fancy ships. From like, I mean, I wouldn't call it janky. It doesn't stab Corlys like the Iron Throne yeah, stabs the Cerys. So <laughs> I would say it's a, a far superior seat. Yeah, Alicia. I like it because it's big. Started from the bottom. Now we hear vibes. <sighs> Ah, yes. Like literally driftwood brought to the top. Yeah, that's awesome. Perfect. Yeah. And then there's the natural beauty of of the place. I'm sure we'll get plenty of more treasures, but we just have the outdoor shots as well. Lainor and Rainier are going to have a beach walk. I guess this is before the wedding or... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it has to be before the wedding because the wedding is yeah. at King's Landing. Yes, yeah, so this is before drift mark. So look at that. That is so we will get beautiful. a nice chat between them where I'm thinking slash hoping that it'll be clear to Rhaenyra <laughs> that Lainor is gay. Um, yeah, that they will talk about things here, and it, I just I really don't want it to be some like terrible shock for Rhaenyra. I would prefer it if they enter this eyes wide open, as it were. Yeah, um, and, and it was set up pretty well for that, right? Like, knowing Damon tells her that, you know, marriages can just be political, and then you just do whatever you want on the side, which I'm kind of figuring that's what they've been telling Lenor <laughs> too. Like, he's like, I don't want to, I'm not into her. He's like, yeah, dude, but you got to keep that under wraps. Just, it's politics. Just marry her, and then you keep hanging out with Joffrey or whatever you want to do. <laughs> so I kind of figure, like, the same conversations that she's been having, he's been having with his so family I, as well. Well, I'll let you go, Alicia, too, and I'll also pose the question. I think it's a fine place for it. I don't know where it is in the dock, but um, do we think that Rhaenyra and Harwin are together as of this beach walk? Oh, That's my question yeah, for how you. does that start? Yeah. Is Rhaenyra going into this beach walk, like, already with a guy on the side or, like, or what? Or is, or does she decide like okay, like my husband's gay, so I'm gonna find a man after the beach walk? Hmm. So there's my question for both of you. Uh, um, Alicia, you can go first. So I'll say my thoughts. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of her finding out that he's gay on the beach without necessarily having Harwin off to the side. Because mm-hmm. last week she seemed to really come into her own sense of sexuality even if she didn't always go about it appropriately. So I kind of like the idea of like the wedding going so poorly and her being so sick of Damon and so sick of Kristen Cole, that that's what drives her into Harlan's Mm. Yeah. There's definitely signs of that. Oh my gosh, you're a mind reader. That's a really good (laughs) idea. Go ahead, uh, Ara, tell us your take. I was going to say this very similar thought that um, I'm hoping this beach scene is them just being very transparent with each other. Mm. So like after he admits, well, not admits, but if he, you know, Reveals, tells her yeah. like, "Hey, I have a lover," mm-hmm. that happens to be the same sex as me, and she's like, "Well, um, I had sex with my king's guard, so like, <laughs> hey." But um, I, since it does look like from the trailer, it looks like a Dothraki style wedding, oh, yeah. which is very interesting. <laughs> so I'm wondering, maybe in the mayhem of it all, she maybe gets a little hot and bothered, and Harwin whisks her away to her room, and <laughs> she's like. I'm gonna come inside and then he's like hell yeah and then <laughs> so you're saying on her wedding night Rainier and Harwin are gonna get Whoa. get busy that's turning on the wedding night itself potentially that's that's that potentially. sounds possible could be because very, if I mean, Joffrey he's there, dies yeah 
Yeah. If Joffrey dies, Lena's not going to want to. No. He is he's not going to want to consummate. You're yeah. right. You're absolutely really right. And it does seem like Joffrey will die and they will not have been bedded yet. So Who that's a very to, good point. He's got to like force himself to sleep with someone he's not attracted to. He's not oriented towards the day his lover is killed. Yeah. That's yeah, good. Like that's, that's, yeah. That's a great point. I hadn't thought of that. That's really, really strong. Strong. Mm-hmm. Haha. Pun not intended. We'll roll with it. We'll roll with it anyway. Yeah, look at that face. He is being beaten to death. I think think there's that other scene where Kristen Cole is pummeling someone uh, from like very early trailers. This 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 scene's been around since the the first teaser, basically. And there's also a scene that was around, revealed very, very early of while Rhaenyra is dancing with... Lenor yeah, during the wedding, the she's making eyes with Kristen, and it's from Kristen's point of view. So I think they haven't had their falling out just yet, but I think it's coming. And yeah, so well, what I you're think it's happened on his end. It may I, have happened on his end, and she doesn't realize it. That that would make sense. I, I could see that. What if he walks in on her and Harwin? Ah. Whoa. <laughs> well, here's a food wow. for thought. That in the trailer here, I have on the screen, um, there was a scene released where. Um, Rhaenyra and Harwin are dancing together at the wedding, and Damon cuts in on, on Harwin to dance with Rhaenyra. So they're they clearly are close enough that they're dancing. He's like, he's like, man, can, can I cut in? He's like, of course, my prince, and he walks yeah, off. Walks and- off, but so whether that's before or after Rhaenyra and Harwin have uh, progressed their relationship, unclear. And since Lenor, and now, and this is another small change from the books. Well, I guess it's not a small change from the books. It's different than the books. In the books. Everyone knows Lenor's gay already. Like, the council talks about it when they're setting him. Like, well, this is a problem. Melis is like, ah, don't worry about it. He'll still sire heirs. It's like a Renly thing. You know, they're like, ah, he'll still do it. Don't worry about it, y'all. Of course, that's not how it goes. But at the time, they know about it. Here, it's under wraps that Raynor's, I mean, Raynor, Raynor, <laughs> Lenor's orientation. So I think what they're going to do. Angelina. Yeah, not only are they going to maybe have Rainier figure it out on the beach walk or have that come out. Maybe he'll just say it. But Damon would know because Damon was on the Stepstones with Lenor for several years, which is not what Book Cannon showed us because Lenor wasn't on the Stepstones at all in Book Cannon. So he may have mm-hmm. see he probably saw Joffrey and and Lenor like share a tent, and he's like, okay, well those two were together, and so he knew. Yeah, Alicia. I think we all have such fatigue about the way Game of Thrones treated Loras's orientation. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I'm really hoping Ryan Condal does a much better job of giving Lenor so much more dimension than just who he loves. Um, I'm really, really hoping and rooting for a genuine, like best friendship between Rhaenyra and Lenor. Oh. And I think that would really flesh them both out quite a bit. That would be a cool twist. Like they're friends. They don't, they're not like in love with each other, not like attracted to each mm-hmm. other, but they're actually like partners and allies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cause he really like does. That. He really does seem unbothered by the true siring of her children. So, yeah, I was gonna say, isn't um, in Fire and Blood one of the children um, for one of the children's births? Harwin and Lenor are both in the delivery room mm-hmm. when Rainier is giving birth. So, like, in my also, I've said this on Direwolf City. I really want my Lena Damon Rainier throuple. I, I need yes. that for my spirit. So, I feel like they're just gonna be one big happy loving family that you know they just swap partners every now and then and it's okay with everyone and that's what i would like 
Am I going to get that? Probably not. But I can dream. <laughs> but we yeah. see it could work. It I, could I, work. I'm like, it could work. I'm like, I might not get it explicitly on screen, but I will be happy if I get a version of that to where I can headcanon it to be like, no, like they were all cool with each other. Like I, I, I want to see the scene of Damon and Lena and Rhaenyra hanging out so that I can uh, extrapolate from there. Yeah, least. racing their dragons and just Same. chilling together and yeah, partying like, on Dragonstone. That would be such a fun sequence to just see like them enjoying life as dragon riders together and like uh, that would be so satisfying. The good times before the yeah. bad times. Yeah. yeah I would really, have the good times yeah. to set up the bad times being worse. I agree. <laughs> see what we lost. We already got Rainier and Allison's friendship falling apart and Viserys and Damon's no. falling apart. Yeah, you got to have more of that. <laughs> yeah, like, I know you're right, though. That, like, if they want us to be sad about Lena, they have to set it up for us yeah. to care about mm-hmm. Lena and the people who care about her. So I, I hope we'll get some good scenes with her. So I, as I'm we... worried the tenure... Oh, oh, God, go no, yeah. go. I'm worried the tenure time jump is going to open up with Lena's funeral. Yes. I think that's likely. Not unlikely. Of course... If they have some time with her, maybe not like the first scene, but yeah, I am yeah. worried about that too, that they'll, yeah. a lot of her will be skipped over. The thing is, they can't skip it entirely because there's an older actress. She has to at least appear once. Or I she think. has to just, her corpse appears, but oh, I, I mean, God. strictly yeah, I speaking, right. <laughs> like, I, 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 I have that same fear. I have some hope that we will see an episode of her as a mother. Yeah. At, like a mother and a wife and a friend, like we will see, um, Nana Blondell as the, um, woman playing older Lena. That I have some hope that we'll see her in action because we already seems like we had some Lena stuff cut that we might have seen. Um, but maybe some stuff will be added in deleted scenes as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, I really wonder too. We have, uh, well, actually just a few small changes to mention from Fire and Blood just to keep track of it. And these are, not huge changes. Lena is older than Lenor in book canon, but they swapped that. I think we've mentioned that before, but it's coming oh. cl- more clear now. I thought they made them twins Yeah, they're like, they're, I think they are twins. Oh, they're actual I think, twins? I think they're twins. Oh. In the show. In the show. I think the show oh. they made so, so them like, twins they, Yes, they changed the age. But yeah. I thought she, she just looked when they were sitting together. She looks so tiny. She looks so smaller, but I guess that's just she's just smaller. Yeah, they're okay. just, yeah I think, right, I I think that. That, if that was what I understood as well, was that they were twins, um, which sets up the fact that Lena's gonna have twins, twins later yeah. with Bela mm-hmm. and Reyna. It's like they right. run in the family, so it's not an abnormal thing to do. And another, this this f- follows along another change where it was actually Lenor and Viserys were the two finalists at the Great Council, not not Lenor's mother, Rhaenys and Viserys. But that's also a good change because it sets up the the you know female ruler dichotomy that's so crucial to the show. So we talked about Lena claiming Vagar a little bit off and on here. We talked about maybe there's a chance. I think this was before we started recording, y'all. We mentioned yeah. that maybe Vagar was in these trailer shots and they just scrubbed him or her uh, from yeah. so that we wouldn't be spoiled that way. And by Entirely scrubbed, we mean that they can just not have the CGI dragon in a shot of the dragons and edit it in later. That's been the case for lots of big budget things where they just yeah. change the trailers so that we can be tricked. Yeah, yeah, very, very uh, common trick. Yeah, I learned that from Marvel. Yeah, um, <laughs> yes. yeah Alicia. Alicia. Um, speaking of things that we discussed before we started airing, we did talk about how the way that the dragons are spaced out looks a little bit weird if they didn't scrub Vagar. But I love the idea of Vagar just looming over them as kind of foreshadowing for how mm. formidable Vagar is as a weapon of mass mm. destruction. Mm-hmm. So something that just seems really innocent, like, oh, that's 
that's a big ass dragon. You know what else that <laughs> would know. set up? Ray- Vagar is going to come down on Melis, which is that dragon right it's, there mm-hmm. at Rook's Rest. So, yikes. Scary. That's true. Good call, Alicia. Wow. You guys going to take mm-hmm. out his, his mother's yeah, <laughs> Just now I was looking yeah. for you shadows. Are there any shadows of, of yeah, another well, dragon above them? There? Yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Ara. I would just really like to see Lena maybe like arrive, like do like a really dramatic entrance on Vagar. Mm. Yes. Man, I cool. just would really, like I can imagine maybe like Maylie's, well, Rainy's on Maylie's yeah. and Lenore and Seasmoke maybe arriving a little bit sooner since it is his wedding. And then maybe she's like escorting more of those Valerian, Valarion ships on Vagar. I don't know. I just wanted to make this really big dramatic entrance yeah. so then Viserys can sit there and just be like, oh, I could have married her. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All those ships, those ships look so boss. Those galleons, those are fancier than any ship we've seen, I think, on previous iterations of of Game of Thrones, any other yeah. season. No, I do want Lena. That doesn't look a shadow up. in the upper yeah. left. Oh, yeah, yeah. Upper left, that doesn't look a shadow. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I would love to see uh, see Lena show up like, what up? Last you heard from me, I was <laughs> yeah. talking about Vagar. Now look what I'm riding. <laughs> uh, because I, <laughs> I, we also talked about this before the stream, that that seems that there was a scene cut of Lena taming Vagar. Um, that was part of some leaks before the season that it would be shown and we haven't seen it. And so perhaps that was just cut. Perhaps we'll see it in deleted scenes and um, that remains to be seen. Maybe it was just bumped to this episode. The bonus be- material is about to keep us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's some yeah. good bonus scenes. Yeah. We already know of a couple of good bonus scenes that we'll hopefully get, like the mm-hmm. like Rainier and Alice, or Allison's wedding and Viserys. That would be a good one. That was the first one we heard of, I suppose. But this, I'm much more interested in seeing Vagar. <laughs> Everyone well, wants too. Vagar. Yeah, I would love to. See, I would have loved to see her taming Vagar, as, especially as a comparison to Aemon taming Vagar, to see yeah. how different their process was, what that experience was like for each of them. Um, yeah, that little jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though, in the trailer there is, and I think we can all agree, it's Vagar's legs that are kind of like. It might, yeah. Vagar's grand introduction might be when Amond claims him, just so that we can see the vast scale of how huge and formidable she Same is. So I don't, and that's just a theory of mine. So I don't know which way they're going to do it. So I'm kind of conflicted in how I think they're going to introduce Vagar. Well, I think we have seen in one of the previews before the season, I do think we saw like a shot of Lena on Vagar. But again, mm-hmm. with how much they've cut things, even when we see like behind the scenes, we can't know for sure if they've cut it completely yeah. when I think about it more. Um, so another sp- I'm just gonna do that because I need to see Lena. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, like I need it personally. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I need it too. <laughs> uh, One character I'm curious about that in, is wrapped up in this whole situation, who was mentioned off screen and might be relevant, or should be relevant, is the Sea Lord of Bravos's son, who Lena's first betrothed never actually gets married. Uh, we don't see him in this scene, I don't think. No, we see, uh, I have the dais pulled up, um, with all the Valarians, and the guy next to Lena is Vaymond Valarian, would be her uncle, would be Corlys's brother, I, I believe. And on the dais, you also see Rhaenys, Corlys, Laenor, Rhaenyra, Viserys, and then in the most interesting side of the table, 
Alicent, Lionel, and Damon, yeah. which, like, I just, I'm dying to know what that conversation yeah. is like between those three. <laughs> it's not the, maybe um, you should have thought about that seating like, But also, more. I really like the idea that, look, like, Damon's at one head of the table, and just looking straight at Lena. He's like, hello. Like, they are literally facing each other across the table, yeah. so um, I imagine there'll be lots of good making eyes at people so it, it, it just a quick mention we'll talk about them a little more later it's it's pretty straightforward now that that lionel has been promoted to hand of the king that's from fire and blood we we saw that coming he was giving good advice that so it was set up pretty well and now that he's sitting at the high table mm-hmm. where the hand of the king belongs and yeah. he's got the hand of the king but yeah like so we were theorizing yeah. before the episode like maybe the sea lord of bravos is invited to the wedding for, like, of course he would be, like, his son, rather, not the Sea Lord of Bravos, the Sea Lord's uh, son, um, which that would make sense. We don't see him, but I think it would be quite dramatic and fun if, in the heat of everyone fighting here, Damon just, like, offs the Sea Lord of Bravos' son, like, and so we actually have him killing Lena's betrothed. Like, I think yeah, it's... rather than a duel. And just... that's how we get our Detraki <laughs> wedding, is we got Joffrey dead, we got, like, Sea Lord of Bravos' son, you know. Like, and someone yeah. else, yeah. It'll be and someone one. else, yeah. <laughs> There's an easy sneak I, another one in there somehow. It's going to be a red shirt river land. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, we do see that it is more than just two people that are involved in this fight. Um, yeah, like, Lainor gets face-slammed into the table by two men. Like, two men yeah. grab him and it's slam Lainor into the table. Like, what is going like, on is that, here? Like, Joffrey's <laughs> involved. Kristen's involved. And Harwin's notably, Harwin is punching face. someone. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> uh, Harwin kind of strikes me as Gaston. When <laughs> he just, like, randomly jumps into a fight because it's fun. Yeah. I can see that. Just, and, like, like, yeah, we see this shot. Right. <laughs> yeah, we see this shot here, and it's just, like, a bunch of people are just like, hey, we fighting? Let's get involved. Carlis <laughs> 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 is like, I don't even know how to begin yeah, to deal with this. <laughs> I did notice. I did notice. Notice though, one of the men that's shoving Cor- uh, Lainor into yeah. the table is wearing this red tunic that's extremely similar to the red tunic that's in front of Rhaenyra when she's looking up and she's looking really frightened. Oh yeah. So I kind of Are those Lannisters. We I have my theories the about who Kristen's punching. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, the um, the musicians also wear oh, a very similar color tunic. You're right. And the, the only reason why I know too. that is because there's a musician that looks kind of familiar. It's a yeah. mushroomish looking musician, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think right that all the fighting like starts out with two people and then it turns into ma- mass chaos because it's like you bumped into me, well you bumped into me, well you bumped into me, and it just. Yeah, that would be silly, but also yeah. let the bloodletting begin. It's, it's set up pretty well by all the tension in these other scenes where people just start fighting. Like it, it's like at the tournament, some people thought that was a little odd, but it's like, well, that's 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 where things are in Westeros right now. Like <laughs> it was of, setting that up, perhaps like the tourney that yeah. Mm, yeah. they're so hungry for battle yeah. that it takes. Yeah. Like nothing. Slightest provocation, yeah. And I guess we're going to maybe get multiple provocations at this wedding. <laughs> a lot of grievances are going to come out. I mean, I think. Some of Rainier and Allison's issues may come out there, too. Yeah. It's unclear how much they'll get to address each other. If Allison's going to arrive at the wedding, having not spoken to Rainier since finding out she lied to her. So the tension will be they won't have had time to, like, talk it out that talking mm. will necessarily solve anything. But she'll just be shooting daggers from her eyes at Rainier. And Rainier is going to be like, I don't know what's going on. You know, I didn't Rainier's, know you found out about For good reasons, Rainier's going to be like, this is supposed to be a happy day in my life. Why are you coming with all this drama right now? <laughs> Uh, no, no, I, I, I do Question think for that. You guys. Yes, with um, we saw in the um, like in the previews, Hobart, 
Herbert? Yeah, Hobert. Hobert, yeah. Hobert. Hobert. You gotta say it the French way. Hobert. Hobert, my tower. <laughs> Him. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, so we know how he was in Otto's ear a lot. Yeah. Sure Obviously, was. Obviously, brother. I wonder if at the wedding he's gonna be in his niece's ear. Ooh. Since Otto wasn't gonna be invited. I'm wondering Good if he's call. gonna be in her ear and maybe are like, pass along a message from her father mm-hmm. that's wrong. a good point that is yeah. a good idea and you know it makes me think as well about Otto and Damon have a lot in common here like they both mm-hmm. got this older brother that they're like justifying themselves to and doing things for uh, you know just, just throwing that out there as the younger sibling yeah. of just <laughs> I only have one sibling and I am the younger one it's <laughs> It's real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say it's real. Uh, <laughs> Weddings are always a good time in Westeros, right? Has there ever have we had a wedding on a Game of Thrones show that didn't have like real crazy stuff happen, like poisonings, mm-hmm. murders, just people fights mm-hmm. breaking out? I mean, Rob Rob Stark. Stark was the closest. Oh, yeah. Okay. If they hadn't call. cut uh, Viserys and Alicent, uh, that scene with them, that's, that's why they cut it, perhaps, it is that it wasn't, it wasn't dramatic enough. enough. Yeah. You're right. That's it wasn't fitting enough. a theme. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the only exceptions are when people elope. Mm. Oh, yeah. So maybe not actual, like, wedding ceremonies, yeah. you know, but, yeah. But, yeah, I, like, like... I guess we saw like Rhaegar and Lyanna just in front of the tree or whatever in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Yeah. Robert, the, you're right. The elopings yeah. are different. Elopes. That's a good point. They usually have colors, right? Red wedding, purple wedding, golden wedding. This is two. This is replacing the tournament in Fire and Blood where the blacks and the greens make their debut in those colors. I don't know that we're seeing the black coloring here. Yeah. You definitely see Allison in her green coloring. So this is like yeah. a minor version of that. Yes. Yeah. I think they'll do yeah. it later after the time jump. Yeah, mm. quite possibly. This is maybe way. the establishing. This is yeah. the establishing shot. Allison brings on the greens. <laughs> her green dress here is one of my favorites she's worn. I just have it on the screen. I just have to shout it out. I'm like, it's so pretty. I like this deep V that she has. It's like, damn, Allison being a little sexy at the wedding. Notice, too, I she was the wearing... Cleavage yeah. yeah. I wonder if it used to belong to her mom. Oh, yeah. Another one of those that belonged to <laughs> yeah, her mom. You're right. That's you're right. That's a mother dress. She was, she was notable wearing Targaryen colors last time. Yeah. So that she had switched no. to red last, and black. Yeah, no, they no. they set it up very well for this to be a political statement. For yeah. Otherwise, you might exactly. just be like, that's just her color. She wears greens and blue. Like, who cares? But no, like, she's been wearing red. She's also going to be mad about her dad being kicked out. Like, yeah. she's mm-hmm. upset with that. Especially, it's going to turn out that she lied for her friend, and that lie helped get Otto kicked out. So she, like, <laughs> by standing up for her friend, her dad gets kicked out. So that's not... She's, she's not probably not going to be happy about that, even though she's doesn't have the best relationship with him. She'd rather have him there than not, I think. Because he's still her champion, the, even though <laughs> he pushed her into this wedding. Part of the won. symbolism, too, I think. I won't lie to you. When she first started wearing red, I was like, look at her. But then I came to realize, like, no, that's her doing her duty, playing her part, and also trying to find her new identity in at, in the Targaryen family. Mm-hmm. And I think once she realizes how rejected it is, not just by Rhaenyra, but just how trapped she feels. Her father was, you know, fired. She's alone at court. That's when she decides to take up the green again and just really come into herself. So I think that's where the color flip comes in. Very mm-hmm. good take, yeah. And then, of course, that's also going to help set up her becoming tight, not sexually, obviously, but uh-huh. tight with Kristen Cole, who switches sides because Maybe. she's going to need new allies. It's going to be, it's going to come right mm-hmm. when she's lost her father. She's going to be like, oh, well, now I can have Otto. I mean, not Otto. I can have 
auto replaced by Kristen Cole, which is that's what we see in the trailer. He's coming forward and drawing his sword, and it's spliced with the wedding, so it kind of looks like it's a violent moment, but it has nothing to do with the wedding. This is almost certainly him coming in to lay his sword at her feet. Yeah, because you can't see the back of Allison's head and her um, like ladder style dress that she's wearing there. So presumably, he's been rejected. Um, they've they've had their falling out. Maybe he tried to do the thing where he offers to for them to run away together. And yeah, gets rejected for that. Yeah. So, yeah, Allison's going to find out about a lot all at once. She's so gonna yeah, find so out. It's, it's going to be a ton of bricks hitting her all at once by Chris, when yeah. Kristen Cole comes yeah. in and tells her that. Go ahead, Alicia. Do you think this is a scene that they get together and they put two and two together about? I feel like it's going to be like a comedy of of uh, of, of unintentional reveals kind of mm-hmm. kind of situation mm-hmm. where like she asks him a question and he thinks she means that you know and then he accidentally oh. like reveals like we slept together like he thinks she knows he doesn't know about the Damon thing she <laughs> thinks she, about the she thinks she's at you know what I mean like I feel like there's a lot of room for some humor in that scene maybe not mm-hmm. for them themselves but for us as the viewer to be like no they don't realize what they're talking mm-hmm, about yeah. like that's what I expect I guess is like because mm-hmm. like I like Again, if we think like Allison's going into this thinking like, well, maybe maybe Rhaenyra did sleep with Damon. And then like if Kristen just like accidentally reveals what actually happened, Allison is still going to feel betrayed. And she might yeah. also think the Damon thing happened, too. You know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. she might think that two like Rhaenyra like really had a night. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I'm wondering if um, Kristen and Allison getting together is kind of like two like burned lovers like two exes yeah like Rhaenyra's exes getting together out of their mutual it's it's like the mean girls burn (laughs) book type thing you know (laughs) they're just they've got this like deep-seated like real reason to be upset with Rhaenyra so they think like again um, it's all in their perspective but like if I was in Allison's shoes or Kristen's shoes, yeah, I would be like, this this chick is is burned in my book. Like she's she's blacklisted. We're done. Like she's uh, yeah. she's gone too far. And like as a viewer, again, I can say no, Rainier, it didn't do it like that. Like what you think, but I don't think there's any coming back from like she did lie to Allison. So why would Allison believe her about anything going forward? She swore on her mother's grave. I mean, yeah, she's just like, not going to that. Which which yeah. Allison would take a, a, an oath like that more seriously than clearly than Rhaenyra does. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I mean, I I. I, I get- I think Rhaenyra lied and knows that she lied. I know that there's been debate in the fandom, but like she said, Damon didn't touch her. Like even if yeah, she didn't lie about the fact that they had sex. That like he touched I, her. Yeah, there like no I think around that. I think Rhaenyra has an, enough guilt over it that she should yeah. realize like, hey, maybe don't swear on my mother's memory when I say mm-hmm. that. What's interesting too is she's upset. Uh, part of her frustration Alice's frustration she just doesn't really like the whole incest stuff that Targaryens do in the first place but she's clearly going to come around on that there's a scene when from in the future where she's apparently on her knees trying to convince Viserys like you can rebuild the house of the dragon I think this is her pitching Aegon marrying Helena to <laughs> to Viserys which is going to have to be like yeah. right now that would be hard for Allison to do something yeah. like that but she's going to come around on it somehow. I'm super curious how they're going to play that right? Go ahead. I also think Allison is in love with Rhaenyra yes. so I think that has a huge part to play in it not just jealousy about I, I think there's jealousy about the life that yeah. Rhaenyra gets to live yes. 
but I also think that that's where some of those sapphic undertones that Emily talked about are coming into play. Yeah, like I think, but I think yeah. Allison is just like so repressed and dutiful and Very faithful repressed. that I don't think she's as aware of it. Whereas, like, I, I get strong, like, yeah, sapphic vibes from Allison. Whereas, I get those same vibes mm-hmm. from Rhaenyra, but in a way where, like, Rhaenyra could it could have happened on Rhaenyra's end. Whereas, I don't think Allison would ever have let like herself fall to her urges. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, I mm-hmm. feel like Rhaenyra could have like they they could kiss one night and Rhaenyra would be fine and Targaryen privilege and would not be super beaten up about it. You know, like. She she wouldn't feel haunted whereas like allison would be like gay torturer on the yeah. inside over like what am i doing like this is so bad like that's that's my impression allison would join the silence yeah i just have to commit myself to the faith now i i, I can't yeah yeah this. but but they have done a really good job of very without throwing it in your face they're establishing that she puts a lot of value in her faith to the faith because a lot of this because i used to be i used to be a very conservative christian so this scene kind of gave me a bit of religious trauma there mm-hmm. i that scene between alicent and rainera hits the nail on the head of what it's like to lose your virginity and one of your conservative christian friends finding out about it uh, just like why are you angry how is this your business like that, <laughs> wow. you know so interesting yes On flip side speaking of like um religions within westeros what i think is very interesting is a lot of these important conversations are happening in front of the heart tree mm-hmm. like in front of the werewolf true that. Very i'm like true. brand and blood raven have a quite a tv show to watch i, I love picturing <laughs> soap opera <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Speaking of, there is a scene with Laurie Strong speaking yeah. to Allison in front of the heart tree. Yes. That is potentially, this one's like, whoa, what's this all about? At this point, she's still wearing mm. the red and black. So I think she maybe hasn't learned the secret yet. She hasn't talked to, this is like probably right as her father has been fired. Yeah, no, I maybe, think Laurie's is spreading some tea here. Um, yeah. You know, maybe, He's already maybe literally, Like maybe literally he is yeah. like, hey, Look at what Rainier has been doing that I found out. Like I, I don't think I, I don't know. I do not trust Laurie's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were right for you. Right in, so. um, yeah. in our most recent stream, that there's a lot of shots where it looks like some. It's like from the perspective of somebody watching mm. a lot of these events unfold. I so think we were kind of just so that it didn't show Millie's actual breasts. Yeah. Oh, not even just that. There's like a couple other ones. Like I've noticed. Like. Going back on rewatches, it's like like someone's watching from yeah. I got that vibe too. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what to make of that either. I was yeah, like yeah. Not even just that scene. There's like a couple other scenes right. that are similar to that. that Maybe they're I just setting like, that up, and then like later it will be yeah. someone. But this this time it's just the camera. But this next time it'll be a person. I'm not sure. But I, in general, the like the idea with Ray Royce in the in canon, Ray Royce it was an accident. She died. But that's the kind of thing. Like if someone successfully pulls off a murder and doesn't get caught. The history is going to write it like it was an accident. They don't know it was a murder. That's the the point of a really good uh, secret is it doesn't make it into the histories. If you pull off your intrigue <laughs> properly, they don't get written about. So Larry Strong, that's the room the show is going to have to do is going to make up its own version of events where we see the intrigue that really did happen that didn't make the history books. Ray Royce is a small example of that. Larry Strong's entire character is an example of that. Like, there's going to be a ton of things I think he does, or it might be responsible for. I think the show will keep some of that ambiguity, but he's, we're going to be like, oh, 
if there's the number one candidate is Larry Strong, <laughs> it's like it's always this. He's the guy, like the usual suspects. It's going to be him. So I'm excited. He's going to be like that. the new Blame It on Blood Raven. It's <laughs> Blame It on Larry's. Yes. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I do think that whether it's for sneaky, nefarious purposes or whether it's genuine and it's unfortunately not serving other people in the story. I think he is kind of going to her and telling her like, Hey, I notice you don't have a friend left to you at court. I'm a friend. Yep. Yeah, like, like just because, I'll be your friend. Just because my father is taking your father's place doesn't mean you and I can't he's like, uh, you know, et cetera. Like, I mean I have more in common than you think. Yeah. yeah. I will say, I mean, I think back to that scene with, with when we met, when we saw Laurie sitting at the at the little women's court there. That like, you know, Allison mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, have you met, so, you know, Laurie's uh, Li- our Lionel Strong son? You know, she was uh, friendly with him there, um, so they have a little bit of a connection already." Mm. All right, let's take a couple of questions, and we'll get right back to it. We still got several things to discuss. Uh, we'll call we'll call this our midpoint. It's probably okay. a little past that, but. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Super chat from Nancy Groth. Doesn't, uh, I don't know. Is that a question yeah, from her? Question. That is her question. That's, okay. That's, that's she that's says, Rhaenyra opened her disguise bag. She smelled the clothes. She knew it was Damon's smell of dragon before she saw the note. That's a good point. The smell. Maybe it did mm-hmm. smell like dragon. I didn't catch that. And then she sees the Valyrian writing and is like, oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. That's a very good catch. I appreciate that take. That was a good idea. Good job, Nancy. Uh, Stancy, Stancy, yeah. Stannis Baratheon says, is it strange that Allison and Rhaenyra don't have any ladies in waiting? And yes, I would say I do I think it is. is. Yeah. They kind of set it up for them to seem like they had them because if you remember at the tourney scene, there were other women sitting, you know, like they're, they're, they weren't alone there. Um, but no, I do think that that was a complaint that ga- for Game of Thrones, and I think it's valid complaint here as well. Like, I mean, just think about like mm. who does their hair, who helps them get dressed, like who's hanging out with them, who's all these like a million little things. I think that, I like, little Marjorie had. She had like a two uh, hundred. She had a, like a whole cadre, like a whole. Yeah, yeah, squad. you know, you're right. They did do it well with Marjorie and showing like her her squatting up. But, but um, yeah, I guess that's not the case here. It's just a different court. I guess is what we just have to write it off as that. Um, mm-hmm. there's a really good, yeah, pretty... oh, go ahead, Ara. No, I was going to say that it is a bit odd, but one thing I do like that they have been doing is, um, showing the rushes on the floors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you see a lot in Storm's End and kind of in the Red Keep a little bit, but I saw it a lot in the Storm's End scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a nice touch. I do like that too. Yeah, they, they have added, they have done a good job of adding some of those small touches of realism. Um, Jessica points out, Allison was right near as lady in waiting, but still, you know, she got with Sarah, <laughs> so like, one. and we did actually see Allison helping Rainier get dressed and stuff like that. Um, and vice versa, I suppose, in the cut scene, we saw Rhaenyra helping Alicent. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I, I would like to just see more ladies milling about um, the princess, like the heir, the princess, like of all people should have a, a court, a crew. Um, a couple of comments from prior episodes or during the week. Joshua Adams pointed out that. We were talking about pug noses and pugs, rather. We're talking about the pugs. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he remembered that in Fire and Blood, Rhaenyra's strong boys have pug noses. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they're described. Actual pug noses. That's hilarious. So I don't know if that's what they had in mind with that scene, showing the pug with Rhaenyra near Rhaenyra. But either way, that's pretty funny that it lines up <laughs> like that. So her children will, three of her children, her first three, will have pug noses in fire and blood they probably i don't think those actors have pug noses though, so yeah. that's probably not actually happening uh, we're joking about rainier's favorite uncle 
and how she doesn't really have other uncles. We forgot her uncle-in-law. She has yeah. Gwen. Oh. Gwen Hightower is yeah. her uncle-in-law, yeah. technically. technically <laughs> Thank you, Betraying. You're pointing yeah. that out. The one who step-uncle, I guess, is really the word, right? Yeah. So Damon fought him, like jousted with him. So that was uncle versus uncle, <laughs> technically. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, John Hagee caught the mention of the phrase skin trade, which was used by Mazaria. George R. R. Martin has a book called Skin Trade. So that may have been a nod to that book. Um, it was one of his short stories. It is a werewolf novel short story, if I remember correctly. Maybe I'm crossing it up with one of his other short stories, but I have read it. I have clearly have forgotten which is you which. You have though. read it? I have read it, too. <laughs> I'm on my phone. Read it, yeah. A lot of people use Reddit, yeah. <laughs> Reddit's popular. Uh, yes. <laughs> we have here, um, sincerely dot 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 says there was a woman who came to wake Allison when the king asked for her in the middle of the night. That's and true. yeah, but that was more of like a maid, a servant, like a yeah. servant level. Whereas we're speaking more to like a, 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 an actual noble lady in waiting. But yeah, like she does have helpers. You're right. Yeah. Um, One important character who is well she's important is rainy since she is yeah. consistently been on top of what's going on with the politics she's the the true seer like she's like well this is what's really going to happen and some of it's a little self-serving like when she's telling rainier like yeah my kid is going to take your spot <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> still but she's also not wrong that you know when she says things like men would rather see the the put the realm to the torch than see a woman ascend the iron throne there's several scenes or cut scenes or screenshots of her speaking with someone. There's one where she's talking to Larry or to uh, Lionel Strong. There's which is like, hmm, I wonder what they're talking about there. There's lots of possibilities. There's things that could pass between them. I have no idea where to begin. Any thoughts on what might be said between these two? Mm. I'm really not sure. Um, maybe Rainey's is telling him, hey, good job being an actual smart person in this council because apparently yeah. everybody else is stupid. But um, he pushes for this wedding, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he not only pushed for this wedding, he pushed for her daughter to yeah. be wed to Viserys. Like, he's the only one that seems to be actually giving sound counsel that isn't super self serving. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So maybe she, maybe we find out that they've been in communication. Or something. Yeah, it already. looks like it looks like like they arrive to uh, to th- there, and Rainy grabs grabs some cups and says yeah. like, "Cheers! Thanks for making this happen, man." Yeah, um, yeah. is my you impression. Think they would at least be grateful. Yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 or maybe they both don't like Otto. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it makes sense <laughs> yeah. to me why that uh, Lionel would not be a fan of Otto, considering he wanted his job. So yeah. <laughs> uh. So there's another shot of Rainy's. Oh, um, oh yeah. go ahead, Alicia. Go ahead. Um, I can see it as her own little power move because from the stills, it doesn't really look like she talks to Viserys directly. So I can see her going up to Laris and being like, quiet, let the adults talk. <laughs> and going, her personally going straight to him to have this discussion and just being like, to talk, Viserys. Talk to the guy who knows what's up, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also the- I imagine Rainy looks at Viserys and is like, you look rough. Yeah, bro. What <laughs> right. is is not tr- life is not well, treated you well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, while well, I'm out here riding my dragon, just living my best life. We're the richest house in Westeros. Oh. Being away from politics has been nice, actually. <laughs> she says, Rain- It's good for the skin. Yeah. <laughs> she says, uh, Knives will come out at Rainier's ascension. She says that to her husband. She's like, okay, well, we're marrying. We're. we're Taking this step to marry into this family, well, that means we got to step up and protect this from happening, or to stop it. Of course, 
<laughs> the knives come out a bit sooner than that. They come out at the wedding, <laughs> well before the ascension. But still, uh, she's not wrong though, um, and that just shows that she's getting yeah. ahead of the game again. Alicia, yeah. do you think that might be her in the moment arguing against the match? Mm. Interesting. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know when. I can't, I can't recall what can she's wearing way. when she says that because that could help us clue into when it comes. But uh, mm-hmm. that's a good possibility. Yeah, maybe she's like, maybe we shouldn't do this. <laughs> maybe this is too dangerous. <laughs> that's not. That's Can I say idea. I do like her um, her riding clothes and yeah. the fact that she receives the king in his hand and his heir and is like, I'm not changing. <laughs> I'm wearing my dragon rider clothes. <laughs> like, you're gonna smell the dragon stank on me. Like I really appreciate that about her. This is what a real dragon rider smells like. Yeah. Whiff it up. Tell you, we were talking about like the most cosplayed outfits we're gonna see. We're talking about Ray Royce. This Rainy's riding outfit is gonna be a very popular one because it looks so comfy. Even yeah, it's the I travel like, cosplay. It's like the like, one you arrive in. Yeah, that's your Thursday <laughs> cosplay. Or the one you leave in. Yeah. The one, yeah. <laughs> but like even me, I'm like, I don't want to rock the rainy like predator hairstyle that she wears you know like the pointy <laughs> yeah. head thing. I don't want to wear that but like I want to wear the riding clothes so I was tempted I'm so glad you said that because I've said her hair looks like a xenomorph yeah. and someone commented on one of our YouTube videos and they're like oh well he's just so nitpicky yeah. I'm like it's a xenomorph yeah exactly I was like are we are we in sci-fi no and it's just so extreme but I, I'm like I'm, it's grown on me as it being like an iconic thing that she does but I'm also like really looking forward to her doing some other hairstyles. She's got a dragon egg hiding up there. Uh, yeah, so it's like she just carries one around all the yeah, time. Yeah, you, you never know when you might need a dragon egg. You know, it's warm in there. You know, it's, uh, yeah. You know, the bigger the hair, yeah. the closer together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she is very godly to me. I agree. So, um, couple. God is a woman. Yeah. <laughs> also on the topic is- of uh, the straw, let's talk about the strongs a little more. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're sending. So we have the strong. We have That's Lionel tough. coming up, replacing. We also have Laris and, and Harwin at the wedding. Uh, look, 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 they're watching this Royce guy talk to Rainier. That's yeah, the they're armor. like, who's this Royce guy? So they're, oh. yeah, they're wondering what's going on with Damon. Maybe they overhear like this accusation, maybe, of something. In Fire and Blood, Laris starts off as one of the king's confessors and then moves up in the world when his father and brother die. So I suspect they're just going to skip that. They're just going to, he's just going to go straight to Master Whispers. There isn't a Master Whispers, so maybe now's the time to have one. We already got some setup with that last episode with the rise of Mazaria becoming like promoted instead of, uh, you know, sex worker, brothel runner. She's now, you know, trading information, big move up. So it's kind of the rise of the intriguers that have been kind of missing to this point, uh, apparently on purpose, so they could kind of enter the game now. Alicia. In the whole history of Westeros. <laughs> um has I, I, I forget, has there before been a master of whispers before Masaria and Lara Strong? I think Tiana yeah. was Tiana. Tiana. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I think she might be the only one. She though. was a spider. So maybe That's it right. wasn't a regular position. Maybe it was this is still in that it would be cool if they referenced her, you know, if they're like, Ooh. we haven't had one. So, like, it, it, you know, there's little, there's little opportunities for them to just throw a name out there and just delight a whole subset of the fandom. Like, I think Ryan does realize that, like, 
we get really excited. Like, you don't have to give us a lot for us to, like, feast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if Aegon the Conqueror had a Master of Wisdom. We'll have to look that back up. Because his first council is listed in, in Fire and Blood and in the World of Ice and Fire, I think. So maybe we'll have to take mm-hmm. a look. Maybe someone can pull that up real quick. Um, but that's a good Actually, good it's funny you mentioned, like, just the small little nods. Like, them bringing up Joanna Swan was, like, the highlight yeah. of that. that episode for me. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so or, like, the, um, you kind of, the a feast part when he's like, oh, um, a feast for crows. Like, yeah. Sarah says that. And I'm like, you know what to do. <laughs> you did. You did that. You did that for us. <laughs> so I got to say, your eyes, Tosh, when we sh- I showed the picture of Harwin, and he goes, Breakbones looks like he is about the 38,000th strongest knight in the realm. <laughs> Talk about bum casting on that one, but here's my here's my correction. He's the strongest emotionally. He's like the strongest, <laughs> like the most the most mature man his in the name realm. Is strong, so you know. yeah, <laughs> he looks stronger than his brother and his father. So he's the strongest <clears throat> strong. Yeah, the strongest strong. But no, I did expect Harwin to be a lot beefier because not only do we get that description of Harwin, but like we get it in the show. They refer to him in the mm-hmm. show as the strongest yeah. man, <laughs> but he doesn't look very strong. So again. It's just it's all it's like all mental. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised because I hate to bring this yeah. up as a parallel, but when I break up fights with my middle schoolers, mm. it's it's the scrawny looking ones that are surprisingly <laughs> strong. <laughs> you know, and you're not expecting it. You're just like, they <laughs> mm. <laughs> got that. They got that intense strength. Yeah, some of strength mm-hmm. comes from wanting. <laughs> from from some strength does come that's, from wanting. That's 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 God and anime on your side. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so one of the. the they have done a good job overall of keeping the cast intact, even though there's been some cuts and some people cut most or some con- combinings uh, and maybe some that we have yet to see. The law of conservation of characters that we um, coined back in Game of Thrones seems to be being used pretty uh, sparingly. sparingly yeah. yeah. One example of it, though, is or- Ormond Hightower is gone and Hobart Hightower is folded into one character. If y'all remember, Ormond dies to Roddy the Ruin. Uh, so maybe Hobart will instead, or maybe just a different Hightower like Gwen will. Because Hobart's also the one who drinks the poison. Hobart. Hobart drinks the poison to kill Oof the White. Oof the Blanc. The White. The White. Yes. So <laughs> something's got to give there. Hobart can't both be killed by Roddy the Ruin and drink himself to death with off the way well can what about Gwen hightower could one yeah. of the sons I, again we only know that Howard. we have one brother of alicent but she had multiple so mm-hmm. there's room for there to be some other hightowers yeah definitely roddy the ruin cuts down brendan hightower who's mentioned at no other time so uh which is so funny because he's a brendan not a brendan um he's the okay. only brendan that we know of and uh, I believe Gwen in the books was randomly cut down during the siege of King's Landing. Correct. Yeah. Oh, it's it happened. Cat. It happened. We've got to Casanova. Casanova. Aziz was trying to shoot him away. You know what? Y'all have like, no, 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 no. say Irish wristwatch. Oh, you're right. Time. We haven't. And I am affronted. You well, kind of fell off of doing that. It's about time. Maybe we should. <laughs> maybe this is a good time while I have this cat. Okay, we'll start with Ara, who looks a little confused. Oh, scared. Okay, so Ara. This is a scary. Like, <laughs> we we require you to say Irish wristwatch three times fast. <sighs> okay. Irish wristwatch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
I got one. They barely got the first one out. I've been waiting eight years for this. <laughs> okay, Alicia. Okay, Alicia. Irish wristwatch, Irish wristwatch, Irish wristwatch. Boom! Woo! Nailed it. Wow. Okay. That was impressive. Uh, <laughs> I think only about one out right. of every 15 or 20 people uh, get it that smoothly, if that. So. I've literally been practicing. Well, let's use through a disease. Okay. Irish wristwatch, Irish wristwatch, Irish wristwatch. Wasn't very fast, but I'll accept it. I, I, guess. I did take space yeah. between. The space yeah, between the is space key. Between. It's the starting over is when you get thrown. Right. See, I've heard people mess it up so many times, I, I, I've sensed when the mistakes come. <laughs> You gotta have this. You gotta have a plan. Yeah, I had a, I, I had a um, little stint for a while where I would do I would do um, different tongue twisters before a stream. I had like a list that I would go through of diction exercises where you say different ones like that. But I'm still not very good at Irish wristwatch as I fumble. Were you it. a thespian in high school? I did do drama class, but yeah, it's it was not something I got into doing the tongue twisters until we were doing the podcast because it really helped get the twists mm -hmm. out of your tongue <laughs> as it were <laughs> so let's see what have we not talked about yeah i, I wonder too like oh, what's gonna be oh, what oh, no. the sorry i had a quick question oh, yeah, absolutely the law of conservation of characters yeah i meant to bring something up before tongue twisters Blah. i can't even say tongue twisters <laughs> dayron yeah do we get him we get I him think so we get him Okay. I'm sure. no no worries about He's in my cast. opinion. Okay. Like he no, he hasn't been cast. He's worried. off screen in Old Town. Okay. Um I I'm, okay. I'll just like straight up say like that's been the the buzz is that we will get that line eventually said Oh, Daron's been born, and now he's a page in Old Town with the High Towers. Cool. So, like, that's okay, their that's... way to not have to cast another young actor and introduce him is to just put him off screen, and then we'll. Yeah, it makes sense um, to me in general. But that is what I've heard. Um, I, so wonder if, I, I wonder it. if we'll get Otto scheming with Hobert Hobert in uh, <laughs> Old Town. Um, at some point, we'll see any scenes with them together, or if oh, the time yeah. jump will just kind of cover it, and we'll be pretty back to Otto. Like that's not a good sign for Daron if he's being raised by Otto down there. No, Otto will be back in King's Landing. Otto was at that point. Otto was in Lena's funeral scene. That, yeah, there's been shots of that. Yeah. And I don't think Har. Uh, I don't think Lionel is. So yeah, I think so that's... the switch has been made again. So yeah, yeah so Daron is safe from Otto. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Darren's a good boy. Exactly. So, so we know Otto didn't boy. raise him. Yeah, it would be it would be tragic to cut the one like <gasps> decent human amongst the, amongst that family. No. I mean that brood that that, that side of like, Helena's not you bad, know. Obviously. Yeah, I know Helena's good, but yeah. she's just kind of she doesn't get to do much. We, we, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we we don't know a lot about Helena, whereas we do know actions that Daron yeah. has done. We might be just um, assuming Helena's maybe. decent because she's yeah. such a tragic figure. She might also be crappy you know she's yeah. like a bad person that's also a tragic figure you know who knows yeah, probably not though. Probably yeah not. i'm gonna guess that she's sympathetic <laughs> yeah i'm gonna guess she's right. sympathetic too. Yeah, like, like, do you think helena's on. really up in the red keep like archer like because how hard is it to poach a goddamn enemy? <laughs> <laughs> she's yelling she's at like, the service she's the tripping most privileged the most yeah she just turned out to be terrible she's like worse than joffrey yeah just like <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you know i Upon maybe like a fifth reread of the Princess and the Queen, like like the Dance of the Dragon story in general, because it's in a few different books, I came to really start trying to view Alicent through a much more sympathetic lens mm -hmm. because it's a chicken egg situation with how the tension started and the mistrust between the Blacks and the Greens. And really, when it comes down to it, yes, there's ambition there, 
But I've always believed that everything that Allison has done, whether they're missteps or not, has been to protect her children. And I'm really glad to see Ryan Condal flesh out her character from the very beginning. I can see how Allison is going to have moments where she does something probably horrific and you're going to understand where all of this is going to come yes. from. It's going to humanize her. Yeah. You're totally always going to have your viewers that are determined to hate her no yeah. matter what. But, yeah. That you know. special yeah. Twitter. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I'm like, yeah, I'm really, I'm really uh, <laughs> throwing myself under the bus. I'm wearing an Allison, the queen in chains shirt today. Um, mm. But no, I'm not team greens. I'm team game and pale hair. And I've said it many times on this show. I'm not team black or team green, <laughs> team game and Sylvana and Essie, like all the way. Mm, yeah. But, um, Right now, in this moment, I am very much Allison has done zero wrong. She has just been a good girl who is doing her duty for mostly for worse and not for better. So I just feel for her. But I, I do feel that she's going to fall deep into this like religious tilt mm. and i'm not gonna be on board with allison no. anymore like i'm gonna yeah. get where she's coming from but i have very little patience or um understanding for that super hyper religious <laughs> the like, emily carrie allison is the one yeah that's gonna be like she's yeah. nice and then yeah and then like, olivia cook i'm like, like i don't stand olivia cook allison maybe i will maybe, <laughs> maybe i will we'll like see. i will see for sure but like i have a feeling she's gonna be a lot more severe and hard to love one of the other things about her too that From, about the betrayal ahead. that's going to hit her so hard is that she is also not only she stand rainier's ascent consistently yeah. behind the scenes but she's also been the one that's helped the family like communicate yeah. multiple times viserys is like oh yeah i haven't talked to her yet like you yeah, haven't yeah. talked to your daughter I mean, after this awful thing happened that's happened like three times we have that line from allison where she's like in the trailer where she's yelling at rainier she's like what is duty you know and you're like yeah i get why she yelled what that is at duty? Her. yeah what about duty and yeah. sacrifice which yeah, is what is duty what allison is sacrifice? sacrificed yeah. all these things and, and took her duty seriously and rainier is like flaunts duty and, and doesn't sacrifice anything so i think that that's why that, Honestly, that line is yeah. becoming really big mm -hmm. if i was rainier i'd like if if it was about duty, you wouldn't even be talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> actually. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. But um, um, in one of the interviews on the official House of the Dragon podcast, um, mm -hmm. there was an interview with Emily Carey, and she does bring up about how her and Olivia's portrayal of Allison gets very, very religious. Like, she's yeah. very into her faith, and that's, like, a very integral part of her character. So I think oh, after finding left. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, and I think after she does find out the truth about Rhaenyra, I think that's kind of that the auto is gonna like push her way over the edge. Yeah, it comes through because you see her in that one outfit where she's got like a massive seven point star, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, Alicia. Yeah. I think that tensions are most definitely from this point on they're going to be there. But when Allison starts seeing Rhaenyra as a threat is after Eamon gets his eye gouged okay, out. Yeah. And the black party is like, eh, you know. And that Who might cares? be when we get Otto telling her, look, you either make your son king or you just live at her mercy and you know how merciful she is. So it's a very, mm -hmm. it's a convincing argument. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you do mm -hmm. need to do something about this. Ooh, I feel like we might have some echoes to um the whole situation on the trident with like, Joff, Sansa, and Arya, Lady Nymeria, mm. kind of like yeah. echoed in that scene where Cersei was so adamant about getting her way and obviously Lady paid for it. So mm. I feel like we're going to see the reverse of that where Viserys is like, eh, I mean, boys will be boys, am I right? <laughs> yeah. And then just chalk it up to that. 
<laughs> now Kia. Okay. But I, I do I, I know this is backtracking quite a bit, but I had this thought and I was waiting for it. I, I wanna backtrack to the wedding just a little bit because oh, I have thought about yeah. Kristen Cole. Please do. I do think that he is pummeling Joffrey. Mm -hmm. I think what happens is somebody knocks Joffrey into Rhaenyra or something i don't know i think that it's a misunderstanding and cole ends up pouncing on him mm. and i think that scene is going to be reminiscent and just 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 opposed just to propose yeah. <laughs> y'all know what yeah, i mean juxtapose yes when, yes when um when rainira takes out all of her frustration on that boar mm. i think that's what ends up happening with Kristen uh, cole on joffrey like it starts out with him thinking boar. maybe joffrey's a threat yes uh, Interesting. Yeah. i like that mm. yeah yeah that absolutely i want to make a, a point about what you were saying regarding rereading fire and blood and seeing and looking for the room for a lot of these plot lines that's been made and created a lot by the fact that it's a maesterly author writing after the fact mm -hmm. I, i'm i went in there looking for more of the the bias that george implanted on purpose and i found a really blatant example where it, it refers to the marriage the so-called marriage between jace and sarah snow where he's like he com the maester completely dismisses it because he's like he would never break his sworn word over some unwashed northern savage. Okay. It's like, what did he call her? Unwashed northern. Yeah. So like, how do you know she's unwashed? Where does this savage business come <laughs> from? Like, it's it's all his prejudice against bastards and northerners <laughs> all at once. It's like that is really biased for a historical source. He calls her an unwashed savage. Like, what? <laughs> so, well, think about yeah. the way the Lannisters think about. Yeah. Liana. Oh yeah. You know, Similar, like yeah, yeah, she's pretty, but you know, she's just a candle flame compared to the sun. Because yeah. <laughs> they're all and, about yeah, they just they yeah. have their prejudices on looks and, and they don't care about personality yeah. at all, which is their mm -hmm. their mistake. <laughs> well you say that because um I had just finished rereading Duncan Egg again and they also bring up a like the the same type of perspective of our northerners. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that they view them as like a whole different area of Westeros to begin with. Like they're like, they're their own culture. They are barbaric. They are wolves. They are not classy like the rest of us. So mm. I'm interested to see what happens when we start getting the starts from the show. Gonna say, I'm just going to say as the person amongst the, this quartet <sighs> that lives in the real world equivalent to the North, <laughs> it gets, there's just something <laughs> very attractive about a human being that can handle these temps without whining all the time. I'm just going to say. <laughs> did you, did you just dismiss I'm the fact I grew up in New England like that? Okay, but this is Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The accent came out. I love nice. it. <laughs> I grew up in Ohio too, but it's been a grew, long time. Grew, <laughs> grew up. As in you grew up where? Ohio. I've never heard of yeah, it. Like... I've never heard of it. I forgot all about it. It's all Ohio. <laughs> Northern Did Shea grow up in Ohio? Um, that is true. That is true. Born and raised. You know, I was at like a party a couple west. weeks ago and someone was like, where are you from? And I was like, California and Hawaii. And they're like, you can't claim two places. And I was like, I think I can. I, do all the time. I was like, yeah. I don't feel right to saying just one. Like, it feels wrong. Mm -hmm. to, like, I'm not. I don't know. Hawaii is pretty close.
close to Dragonstone, you know, equivalent wise, uh, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I personally claim Texas and Vegas. Okay, so you're I've with me. Thank you. Texas, I was like, Vegas. it yep. took me yep. aback. I was like, I, I think I can. I think I can, and yep. I do. Yep. <laughs> it's just not true to say one or the other. Yeah. Okay, so I, I want to ask a big prediction from y'all. We're gonna we're getting towards the end here, but I have, a, I have okay. an important question for everyone. A prediction. Oh, important. What kicks off the time jump? What's the last scene? Like we're gonna, they got to do something kind of big ish, or at least leave it meaningful or momentous. Like where do we end before a ten year time jump? That's a really. I'm sure they spent, put a lot of time thinking it, unless they just had some great idea and they're like, "That's the idea." See, I think we'll, we'll, we'll get a, we'll get a, a cheesy montage of the years passing <laughs> and like the ages. As the years, as yeah. the days go. Yeah, I was gonna by. say with vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got some music playing. You know, you're the best. Oh, they're all yes. they're all warming. They're yeah. all they're all training for the for the dance. You know, they're doing dance moves. Yeah. Final. Countdown. I think I have a theory. Okay, okay yeah, hit it let's hit it hear. Because I do not have one. I'm like I'm I, like. Uh, I, I think we might end with the birth of Amond. Ooh. Okay. 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 okay yeah. That's a good one. And the only reason why I say that is because that lo- I know. Don't make that face, Alicia. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, are you going to do the accent? But no. Um, <laughs> but with Amond, um, yeah, just because he's such a big player. Mm-hmm. He is a big mm-hmm. player. In, you know, especially on the Greens faction, but to come. And even in like the trailers, we didn't get a lot of Aegon, but we do get shots of Aemon. Yeah. So I could see yeah, maybe them sure. end with his birth, mm-hmm. possibly. Yeah. Ooh. That's a good idea. It's it's gonna be ju- juxtapositioned. Thank yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you. Um Rhaenyra finding out she's pregnant with her first with Aemon's oh, birth. That would be interesting. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Um, that's cool because that is how they're going to, they're definitely going to come out of the break immediately. That's one of the first things we'll see is the children and where they're at now. And yeah. see, wow, they're all grown up or who are those kids for some people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I lied. I had another theory. That or <laughs> Lena and Damon's wedding. Mm. Oh, that would be a good one. That, get a could, be, yeah. that could be very good. good. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I like that. Yeah. It would just Either those two. Two weddings mm. in one episode. <laughs> it would just be a little moment of that one, but still. Or, uh, I mean, I guess, like, strictly speaking, I, I have to, it's possible that, like, they do it at the beginning of episode six, yeah, not the end yeah. of episode five. You know what I mean? Like, we know that they're the older versions in episode six, but it's possible that, like, there's an opening scene where everyone ages. That's you know? true. Yeah, Alicia, yeah. yes. I'm sorry. I'm going to cite my ADHD to go back to a further thought. Do it. Tommen and Marjorie's wedding was calm. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. was like a whole <laughs> lot of love affair. And it was, okay, That's all right. True. Just needed that off Absolutely. my chest. Yeah, right. Yeah. They were totally, right. they were like, all right, we're not doing these big weddings anymore. Let's just, yeah. <laughs> They even they had wedding fatigue. Yeah, Marjorie <laughs> in, in particular, yes. It's so interesting to think <laughs> about. I think like just to think about this time jump and to think about like over the course of original Game of Thrones, decent amount of time passed, not ten years, but some of the characters were pretty young and became young adults. No one went from child to adult. No, there wasn't that much time. But we have Sansa close enough. and Danny. They yeah, were, yeah like, they're young adults. Close they're they're adults like living Bran. adults. They're young yeah. but living adult lives. Like, say, yeah, yeah. About like Brian was like right perfectly on the cusp. But, like he was like an adult, you know, like Sweet Robin. Yeah, that's a that's great a example because yeah, he literally up, had his yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly because of the glow up. Like that that actor literally did very yeah, much age. Yeah, sure. uh, but Arya, like we well. went, we went from Arya like you know, curtsying as a 10-year-old, just sleeping with Gendry, like, Sandor going from murderous mm-hmm. guy to, like, 
decent Whereas, guy. I'll bring it up here because I, I didn't say my answer for it either because I, I don't have a strong opinion on like a specific scene, but I do agree with like Geek Furious who brought up the idea of like doing a morph from younger to older. Ooh. The idea that like you, you like end on like the shot of again let's say millie is rainiera and then you start like with that shot and it she ages you know like the idea oh, like john of, snow with the baby john yeah like exactly Aww. exactly like that type of editing style something to make it like mm. very obvious to viewers this is them aged up i think that that is possible but again that could happen because she's in childbirth or there's a wet like there's a number of places where you like can times have it could actually in. happen at the end of the episode for like two seconds and then they yeah okay or at the beginning you know what vice versa beginning oh, yeah. or end of yeah. the episode I, I i i think that it isn't necessary to to show like i think it'll be very clear to viewers yeah. but it would be a way to like really make it clear like no this is the aged up rainiera or whatever yeah there ha- i mean there's definitely been lots of shows that have done this kind of time jump before i mean it's not common but uh, and I'm guessing other successor shows that they do in this world would would maybe make use of that as well because of yeah. like if they do Egg on the Conqueror they're not just gonna do day to day in his reign after the conquest <laughs> like that's some slow stuff right there they need to jump around more <laughs> but like a show like Vikings did a ten year time jump for example it was pretty much yeah. to age up the children yeah. there too so you know Alicia doesn't like talking about ah, that look at her head she's like no do not okay, say listen, that word listen listen I love Vikings like I loved Vikings <laughs> until like Gretchen Wieners tries to make Fetch happen <laughs> Michael Hurst tried to make Ivar happen I guess my <laughs> whole issue my whole issue with Vikings is I don't have issue with the time jump in itself it's just when like Ivar's sons we saw them on screen as little ones enough episodes for you to at least like make them somewhat important yeah. so that by the time they age up we care about them. Where I think Ryan Condal has done right is really, we've only seen Aegon on screen maybe twice, mm-hmm. whereas he's mentioned incessantly. Yeah, yeah. as the so heir. My yeah, mind has a better right. time wrapping around the fact that when he ages up, it's point. like, okay. Aegon is here and he's going to be important. He barely although, knew who Ragnar's kids were until yeah. they were adults. They although were just, they haven't even they, they haven't even said Helena's name actually, which is a surprise. I would have thought they would have said her name out loud once because of that. So that was yeah. interesting too. Yeah, they barely even they well, didn't she even just say take girl. a backseat yeah. in the story. Yeah, she's you know, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was funny um, when uh, speaking like these. The sh- I'm wearing okay this Queen and shirt and chain shirt by Fox and Brambles. That's the artist who did our new history of Westeros logo. Um, plug for her. But the point is that I wanted her to make a helena shirt for me like mm. i for me but like i was requesting things that i was like people will buy these shirts um so anyways <laughs> and she's like well what do i put for her caption thing like what is her subtitle what, I what i can fly yeah like mm. what what do you put for helena you don't know a personality yet for her so like what what would you write for her? i was like dream fire like writer like, dream fire like, <laughs> yeah. But we have, so we oh, have see, to meet her, like the whaler. I don't know what you the said. The whaler. Oh my. <laughs> I was going to say good grief, but then I was like, wait, that's definitely no. like a peanut sauce. I love that. <laughs> I do like that. But, I was going to say, uh, I believe I can grief. fly, but that might be a little dark. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so like we don't have anything for her yet. So I hope we get Dreams this personality for her. Um, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so, okay. I got a question for y'all. Who... This will be our, this will be our last question minus anything I may have missed here. Okay. Which character hates which character the most at this point? Allison <laughs> hate Damon, Otto hate Damon, Damon hate Otto, Coralise hate Viserys, 
Kristen Cole hating Rhaenyra. That maybe that isn't quite yet. That's going to develop in this episode, okay. which will lead to Allison hating. It's like Alicia has her answer. At least ready. Who, okay, who hates who the most? <laughs> Otto hates Damon. <laughs> there's no reason. There's no reason. Like you can tell, Damon doesn't like Otto, but it's just like. <laughs> Otto, it's just unadulterated loathing toward Damon, and Damon is just like, what, dude? <laughs> like, you can tell bad? it started with Otto. It was on site with yeah. Otto, in my humble opinion. Okay. Um, okay. Also, Otto and Damon, and it's making me wonder, since Damon obviously grew up in the Red Keep for a big yeah. chunk of his, like, childhood, and Otto was there As already. A, yeah. I wonder if, like, Damon was just, like, a little snot-nosed <laughs> Yeah. Messing around with Otto, like pull pranks on him just because, like that's a good like, point. When you up, like you like get like you know he just likes getting a rise out of you. There's like, no way he was a well-behaved I'm kid. Thinking, <laughs> I'm just thinking Damon was just like messing with Otto for just years, like no, damn. the moment he could walk <laughs> until. Su- well, I'm not Scorpio. going to read it spoiler. Oh, he stole his yeah. handpin, probably. He's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, like, he's probably like, like, maybe he left, like, dragon poop on yeah. his, like, chair or something. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's definitely that because I hate to be that guy. I think a lot of these problems start with Otto. <laughs> Otto wasn't so insistent on Rhaenyra having, like, a claim over Damon. <laughs> well, to further your point, Ara... In yeah. the first episode, in the first episode, like Damon said some messed up stuff about Otto's wife. Yeah. And Viserys must be so numb to the accusation <laughs> that he's like, you know, he likes to make sports. Yeah. Yeah. So this <laughs> must be going on Blaming. for decades. Yeah. yeah. You know? Otto's like, again, I have to pretend that I'm the problem here. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. he makes fun of my dead wife, and I'm the, like, oh, don't let him provoke you. Like, I mean, what? that's a great point, all in general, because like we were talking about how Otto is this like parent father figure for Viserys but like we didn't think mm-hmm. about okay well if he played that role for Viserys did he play any sort of role for Damon in his life did they interact like I yeah. did not cross my mind the idea that like Viserys has known Otto since he was a young boy so that's true for Damon too so that's really that's a good, point. Yeah, good that's food a for good thought point. and I will say Damon and Otto have the best ship name it's Ottoman <laughs> The Ottoman yes. ship. And I, I, I'm not alone in being like, see, if Otto and Damon would just hook up, then a lot of problems would be solved. <laughs> it would, it would, it's the answer yeah, to everything. <laughs> it's a lot of sexual tension. <laughs> oh, boy. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you, you do wonder about that. Like, how how old is Otto? I'm not clear on. on yeah, on you're right. That, I'm also but... not sure on that. Like, he was old enough to be, you know, when to, to, to become a hand within yeah. five days of Daylon dying. So it has to be a good 15 years old. I would guess at least 15 years, 10 years older than yeah, Viserys. You're right. Yeah, he would have been a young-ish hand, but he couldn't you have know. been like a teenager. Yeah, yeah so he I wouldn't have been at least 20s. Yeah. It's 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 interesting how they're playing up how Viserys is aging. And I know a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's unwell, but it does make it hard for the casual viewer to get a good sense of who's older. Yeah, yeah that's I, 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 I that's also a good point. I could not tell you what age I think Viserys is. Yeah, he's now he's for looked, Damon, he's I'm like is. Damon is in his thirties. Yeah. I can think that, so I would guess can I, Viserys is like forty. I don't know. He's yeah. supposed to be five years old. Can I make a yeah. slight rant yes. as a yes. as a black woman, as yeah. a fellow? mixed woman yeah. i feel some sort of way that they make all the male wigs snatched you know like even as viserys is balding they somehow make that look realistic the way that they yeah. do the makeup and the laying yeah. of it but they put 
poor little Lena in that founding father's party city wig. <laughs> Can you do a little more justice for my women of color? She please? still looks That's great. I'm but, I yeah. see like where's I hear I, I, that, but I look at little Lena and her hair and I think her hair looks beautiful. Like I, I know I, I get it from that perspective, but me as like I, I'm a stand for some curly big like hair. I'm like I'm into it. What you're saying is I'm your type. Yes, that is <laughs> yes, that is what I'm saying. Because I think both of you, but uh, you yeah, yeah. But I will say, like, all right, your hair does look nicer than Lena's. So there is that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say, um, with her, I think it's just the size of her head. It's yeah. really hard to find laces, oh. lace, sorry, like a lace front wig in that texture, in that size of skull. Mm. It's very, very hard. There's not a lot of those made already. Her hair looks nice. Yeah. As Savannah Stein is the, the teen Lena. Her, her ringlets, her curls oh, look gorgeous. Looks I like, I, looks like she figured out how to tame her curls a little bit. Corley's got involved after Rainy was, was doing her hair before. That's the real know. reason they can't do dragon oh, like, scenes with her is that the wig just wouldn't the truth work. Is that. Yeah, I, I, think, like, I, I do wonder about babe. like Rainy's or her like very curious about everything going on behind the scenes in House Valari so, and I guess. So Ara and I both have white mothers and black fathers and I can tell you right now the moment the white mother takes back seat to try to help out with the hair it just we just flourish after that. Um, time out i'm just gonna speak from my own experience uh, okay, my mom sorry. went and studied cosmetology oh. as the only white girl in a predominantly black school so i always had like my hair was always done well when my mom had control of it when i took control over it and started dyeing it pulling it back i ruined my hair <laughs> but i'm an outlier for i'm an outlier though that's so cool right on well let's see do we have any final business tkok podcast network says since a super chat says no question it's just love well love back to you check out the tkok podcast network y'all mm. tommy was that. just in the canary islands yeah he's out of the country Ooh, fancy some great nice. photos i know yeah, right? yeah, yeah it's been cool seeing his <laughs> uh his, his trip um questions just also um tony sled is allison going to switch actresses too yes let's just talk about that just real briefly yeah, there's a lot of i'll people say switching out. Yeah. um yes uh allison and rainiera are both aging up lena and lenor are also both going to age up obviously Aegon uh two is going to age up he's a baby and, and he's going to age up again yeah um helena as well is going to age up twice more we have teen versions of Aegon and aemond and we'll i, I don't know if i guess maybe we'll see baby aemond too but um we will get three versions of some of these characters whereas some we've gotten two um but yeah like we will see um Aegon is played by ty tennant that is david tennant's son as well as tom glenn carney Whereas Amond is played by um, Leo Ashton and then by Ewan um, uh, Mitchell. And this is cool to me because Helena is played by Evie Allen and then Fia Saban. Both of those people are from The Last Kingdom. We've got um, both Helena and Amond. Like yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> when I was watching the most this most recent season of The Last Kingdom, every scene I was like, oh, it's Helena or it's Amond. And it was very exciting to, to see them, especially Helena... I could see her character being similar to The Last Kingdom, whereas Aemon, the actor who plays Aemon, is so different. So, like, so like yeah, the most you nice know man that he, you very, know that he's going to uh, kill this role when he was that different. Like he was not typecast at all. So like no. it's a good sign. We had this weird moment watching that show. Yeah, yes, uh, but uh, we had this weird uh, moment uh, watching uh, that show because Helena is like uh, the character 
in Last Kingdom stands over a window like she thinks she considers she brings suicide up, by yeah. jumping out a window. And we're, we're just like, like not again. <laughs> yeah, what were you saying, Ara? Um, so I have this like slightly rogue theory. I personally think of Last Kingdom spoilers. Um, they killed off his character because in the book he did die. Yeah. I specifically yeah, watched it yet. I'm convinced they yeah, killed him. Right. Convinced that you'll forget by the yeah story. yeah. I'm convinced they killed him off just to film the show. I think that's entirely possible. Yeah. Like he got that job. I feel like, like he's like, write him well, out. I got the House of the Dragon contract. So, so I gotta go, y'all. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's entirely possible. Although it was filmed so long ago, I don't know. Maybe not. But I, I agree with you. I, I think that theory has. I'm gonna some say this is not the last of the last kingdom cast we've seen in Game of Thrones. I think this is like, yeah. uh, you know, the, yeah. the British show that we're gonna see a lot of people from. Like I, I'm yeah. looking forward to some other cameos. I agree. <laughs> we'll be. Looking, we'll be, and we'll point them out to you when we see them, if we see them, along with any other character connections from fun shows that we're aware of. That's part of what we like to do, faux show. Mm. All right, uh, I, I do. Rec- I guess it is on your list. You should watch The Last Kingdom, Alicia, if you like the Vi- Vikings so I much. Plan yeah, it. I show. plan on it. I plan on it. But well okay, so so while yeah. you were off, I was telling Aziz and um, Ara that I have to be in a tv watching mood mm-hmm. yeah. and then i marathon and then i don't think much of it for a couple of months so last kingdom is on a very very long way yeah, you got like so. there's a movie coming that's going to wrap up the last kingdom so it's not actually mm-hmm. over like peaky blinders oh yeah, yeah. i guess yeah yes, they got the traditional five seasons in a movie you know okay folks so i guess it's time to wrap up any final thoughts ara and alicia on what's coming anything we didn't touch on or anything you wanted to say about uh, the rest of the season well, i was Listening last week, mm-hmm. typically throughout the years, I always agree with the Shea. Uh, most uh, times, most yes, of the time. I'm, I'm not going to kiss time. ass Good. too much Good. and say every time. Uh, most uh, times, um, she was saying that she's pretty confident, and also she wants to see flashbacks with Millie and Emily. And I've been banking on that and really hoping for it too. So even though this is the episode that we say goodbye to them Mm -hmm. consistently i still think we're gonna see them show up i hope you're right and like i think even if they didn't have that planned for in season one that they might do that i think they might decide to do it after the fact because they've had such a a great reaction to those people like maybe they'll change their mind and do it just killed it like they can just choose to do it if they want to we've done a facebook poll every week in our group and millie has (laughs) been like first second first First, second like she just completely crushed yeah. everyone's mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's mm-hmm. all the votes yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's great okay well yeah i guess for me mm-hmm. i'm gonna miss emily mm-hmm. and millie a lot but i'm so excited to see emma and olivia Same. like um alicia and i are both big fans of bates motel oh yeah so i'm interested to see olivia's take on allison because i feel like it's so much different than her character yeah yeah alicia. and to piggyback off of that i haven't really seen Olivia do a whole lot with Alicent, but from the nonverbals alone, you can tell she's a wonderful actress because as I'm watching, seeing her as Alicent without seeing her in action, I've forgotten what her portrayal in Bates Motel is like. Oh, nice. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. That's that's a quite a 
quite a bit of praise there. Yeah, they have done such a good job. They, the casting has been. But yeah, no, I, I, Olivia is one of the actors in the show that I've seen in the most things. So like, I have oh. maybe the highest mm-hmm. expectations for her because I've seen her be consistently very good. Oh, actually, I take that back. I actually had the highest hopes for Sonoya Mizuno um, as Mazaria because I've seen Sonoya in a lot of things, doing a lot of very, very different roles. Like she never seems to do the same thing twice. Um, and I haven't loved her. I, I love the character Mazaria, but I haven't loved her actual portrayal of Mazaria. I, 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 I've gone into it. I have mixed feelings. So I had the highest hopes and then I was slightly disappointed there. So, um, but uh, besides her, Olivia, I've seen in the most things because she was in like a uh, sound of metal and mm. she was a uh, vanity and vanity fair and a, a, a bunch of other things. Mazaria's going to be around breads, a while still. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe things yeah. will pick up. Yeah, yeah. maybe will. I, I'm we'll happy see. with Mazaria's character to be. Clear. I have not seen Olivia Cook or Emma Darcy in anything. And, yeah. uh, it's, it's just amazing to me to think about they were hired first. They were hired before Millie and Emily, and they were hired at the same time as Matt Smith and Patty Constant. Those are the first four people they cast. So it's like the core mm-hmm. four for the majority of the show. So it's kind of wild to think about that these two amazing actresses <laughs> that are leaving were, uh, were hired afterwards. Like mm. they were like, okay, we need to find two actresses that, look like these two that we hired first and are also good at acting what an amazing find that they because they have the look you've seen shots of them next to each other and it's like wow they look related but they're also phenomenal actors like wow so Mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah, i have seen emma darcy she was in this movie misbehavior which also had um auto hightower in it as it happens yeah they were in that together she wasn't a big role they weren't a big role um but um they were also in that show truth truth seekers which i tried the first episode of because i wanted to like see emma in something but it was a little too scary for me i mean it's a com it's a it was like a comedy about horror topics but i'm a baby and like it will give me nightmares like i i I enjoy it in the moment like i can enjoy a good jump scare or something scary but that night i'll have nightmares so i didn't give it a shot but um i i I, that was the only thing i've seen emma in um at all so yeah very very uh fresh face for all of us i think i some people have i think some people did watch truth seekers after it was announced because like you hear that this person is going to be the lead in a new show let's watch something with them um it's got that's that um show that's got um it's it's nick frost and simon Pegg. um so it's it's it is funny for sure and it's on amazon prime if you want to see emma in something Right on. Okay, Emma's folks. About to kill it. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Thank you very much, Direwolf City. It was awesome. Make sure to check out Direwolf City 8:30 on Mondays and yeah. check out Preposterous It's easy for AF. them to remember because you'll be here, I hope, on Mondays and you'll hear us say, "Go over to Direwolf City and we'll drop a link." So yep. And if you hadn't checked uh, them out, now you know who we're talking about. Yes. Of course, there's two more you have. Let's go ahead and shout out your the rest of Direwolf City while you're out of here. Yeah. Yeah, we have um, our other co-host, which um, I'm assuming a lot of you guys probably know. She's a veteran in this game as well, (laughs) Gray Area, MJ, and Mm -hmm. the Hand of the Queen, Nim Shadow, or Mandy. Um, We also have our own YouTube channel. It's Direwolf City. Direwolf is one word, and City is a separate word. So if you guys want to go look that up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same four of you on Preposterous AF, or is that a different is it just a configuration? It's the same yes. four. Right on. Okay. Cool. Wanted to clarify that. We ride hard, we die hard. Direwolf <laughs> <laughs> yeah. City is a tight knit community. <laughs> a tight knit pack. Yes. Pack. That's right. Yeah. Preposterous direwolves, as we call <laughs> our group chat. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, y'all. Shout out to your partners in crime over there, and I hope y'all check it out and enjoy the rest of the season. 
Um, thank you to as well to our patrons and any of you all who subscribe to us on Spotify subscriptions. Mention our Wednesday stream. Oh yeah, we are doing a stream this Wednesday as well, sort of a half season Q and A, little midway point uh, yeah, catch up on the things. Jump. There's yeah. a lot of questions we've missed from y'all over the weeks here. And some new questions that certainly have formed, uh, and there'll be questions based on episode five as well. The time jump seems like a good time to take care of that. Mm-hmm. So that's what we'll do. Yeah. Thanks as well to Michael Klarfeld and Bran the Builder, and, aka Bran Winslow, and Joey Townsend and Jesse Koval for our maps and music and mm-hmm. all the great stuff that helps make our show look a little nicer and sound yeah. a little better. Yeah. We appreciate that. Alicia. Yes. Speaking of Michael Klarfeld and maps, yeah. if. Um, if Ashea leans slightly oh, yeah, yeah. over a little bit, you can see me yes. on that little Dorn map. Yes, I am holding yes. on. That is Alicia, one of the, you are the evening Dane, as it were. I am the evening yeah. Dane, but huge shout out to Michael Clarkfeld, yes. who I love interacting with with about just about anything because he has one of the sharpest wits I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. He's got jokes on jokes on jokes. He does. (laughs) I agree. Like, yes, he's a very talented artist, but when I think of Michael, I do do think about his sparkling wit more Mm -hmm. even more than I think about Mm -hmm. his great talent. You're right. Um, He's always got great comments. Michael is a hard man to please Mm -hmm. when it comes to TV, too. He's quit so many different yeah. shows that we all love, but he is He's loving like, House of the Dragon. Yeah, yeah, so, you're yeah, right. It has his yeah. seal of approval. <laughs> 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 yep. Cool. All right, folks. That's a wrap. Thanks yeah. again to Direwolf City. No, oh, yeah. Enjoy the episode tomorrow, can everyone. I just, can I just say something? I just want to say I'm like I'm really glad to have y'all on finally, and I want to shout out ours, our us, us for our scheduling this season. I don't know if anyone has clocked it, but we have had out of everyone we've announced for the season coverage, we've had two men on, and everyone else has been a woman. And that is continuing. We like it's been it's just kind of worked out that way. And I was like, I want to keep that working out. Like, let's keep that energy going forward. And so, um, I've I'm like I am appreciative of having so many women that we can invite on the show. Like, I'm like again, ten years ago, if we had tried to have an entire season of coverage where pretty much everyone was a woman, all we just wouldn't have really been able to do that. It'd have been a big struggle. And now there's like so many because we have we have y'all on. We're gonna have girls gotten canon on later in the season joanna robinson kim renfro we just like we already had lady gwyn on um yeah so anyways just a lot of women coming on so that's cool um for me makes a lot of sense given, yeah, the, given the house too. of the dragon yeah. like i was like this is the time to do it so uh, so yeah so if you guys enjoyed having a fix of mostly women talking on this stream then please go check out direwolf city where it can be and that the whole time the whole way through Hell yeah. um yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Until next time, you know what to do. Valar re-read us. And Valar rewatches. watches <laughs>